quick fingers out of your bad asses. All night long, because you got bad asses. The only one chance you have, you have no chance, but you had a chance to do the run licking split. You can't run because you're bad asses. Well, Rick Flair, you know what? I'm not a normal looking athlete myself. You know what I'm talking about? I've been in the gym's alive. It's a privilege and an honor to walk out with only Addison, Lex Luger, and the Omni tomorrow night. I am not a happy camper. What is Bully Ray's motivation? You know, I love you. I know he loves sugar. But I check my pocket. I don't have no donuts. I don't have no cheeseburger. I know you love sugar. But I ain't got none. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here in Nashville, Tennessee, pal. I'm the man. Book at a match for the total package like Luger and Super Bowl. Super Saturday, what is it? I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? Super Brawl Saturday. Super Brawl Saturday? You don't lose faith in winners. And Ric Flair day in and day out. You every day of his life. Just keep winning and winning and winning. Ric Flair! New York City, Ric Flair! You're gonna find out what hard is all about! I do exactly what I want to do. You say I'm insane. I say thank you very much. Make, make it, make it, make it, make it, make it, make it, make and profile like never before. You guys talk about being students of the game. I am the game, JR. everybody what is going on how is everybody doing oh man it has been a uh, rough week i guess you could say but um we're all making it through but uh what is going on everybody it's wednesday night i am box man this is dirt sheet dudes and riding shotgun with me the stupendous mark Wahlberg. yes right stupendous as always how are you sir uh been better uh, <laughs> I think we've all been uh, been a little better as wrestling fans. Um, unfortunately, we we uh, we don't have much good news tonight. To be honest with you guys, obviously, uh, obviously, we all know about Scott Hall. We're gonna definitely get started talking about that. Um, but uh, otherwise, man, anything uh, anything else going on? 
No, there's plenty going on. We got free labor to talk about soon. There's lawsuits, mild homophobia, perhaps. You know, there's all kinds of stuff we can talk about. True. Uh, Tony Storm starting an OnlyFans seems to be the big news of the day. Yes, uh, uplifting both literally and figuratively. Something's going to lift up. Yeah. <laughs> Swing. <laughs> right. I enjoy how you just doubled down on that. <laughs> It's like, if you didn't get it, what we're talking about is boners. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if you weren't, you know, from if, if you were born past the 90s or uh, don't listen to Hollywood Hangout, you might not know about Wayne's World and the swing. So, you know. That is true. Yeah, there you go. So, you know, you, you just don't know. But um, I guess I guess we can skip plugs tonight. Uh, we'll do it at the end. One more time. It just feels weird, like, transitioning from plugs into this, all happy and stuff. But um, obviously, uh, we heard over the weekend that uh, Scott Hall was going in for some hip surgery. And, um, you know, you don't think much of it. That's why we didn't really mention it. Uh, Hip surgery, you go in, you go out. It's not a big deal. Well, I guess Scott Hall, uh, it seems like he had three heart attacks on on the surgery table while he was in there. And I kind of, I think I woke up, I think it was Sunday morning or Sunday, Sunday we started here and he was on the ventilator, correct? Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. And um, we heard that. And then um, Monday I wake up and everyone's saying, okay, well, his family's coming. And once he's there, he's all in place. It was actually Kevin Nash. Once the family is in place, they are going to take him off the ventilator. I don't know if they had a DNR from him. You know, I do not resuscitate. Some people have those. They don't want to live on, you know, life support at all. If, if, if I'm at that point, people, some people just want to go ahead and take the rest of the journey, you know. Right. Um, so that's what they did. I guess he did make it for a couple of, a few hours, actually, um. I think it was around 4 p.m. Everybody was reporting. And I believe around 9, 9.30, we started hearing about uh, Scott Hall's passing. Yeah. Um, pretty uh, pretty tough, man. There is not... I mean, I, I know a lot of times on this show, I'll say, oh, you know, warrior past, a piece of my childhood. Scott Hall wasn't just a piece of my childhood. Scott Hall was a chunk of my 20s. Also, right, a chunk of my newly free every Monday was a raw slash nitro party at my house. Uh, you know, watching Scott Hall, seeing Scott Hall. I always liked the Razor Ramon gimmick, and I loved him even more when he came out in WCW in '96. It was just great, and like I said, man, I was just kind of getting out on my own at that time, and uh. And I was 21 years old in 96, so I was just getting out on my own. I had my first apartment, then I had a house, and I would just sit there and watch. But he was a chunk of my 20s watching Nitro, flipping back and forth to Raw, going back to Nitro, and uh, just a lot of things that uh, it's it's just tough, man. It's just like, like I said, it's not just a piece of my childhood taken away. It's like... A little slice of my life just got cut out, you know? 
Right. And I mean, even even those WCW days or, you know, the WWF days, even before then, he had like an, almost an entire like half of a career before that because mm-hmm. he was in AWA for a while. And there was a whole initial first WCW run, Diamond Stud hanging out with DDP and all of that. So like even, you know, like even when people start kind of thinking about when he came into their lives or like, you know, when he landed his first big role, like he had already had several years in the business as it was yeah yeah most definitely and you know he's told the story that you know he kind of walked up to vince and he was like have you seen that movie scarface and of course vince said no (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was was the 90s so he wouldn't have seen a movie that was at that point low at about 15 to 20 years old yeah too new too new for vince too new but um i just uh that like I said, man, it's just like a big, <coughs> excuse me, a big chunk of my, uh, a, a big chunk of my life just kind of uh, feels like it got kind of taken from me. I mean, you know, uh, uh, Scott Hall was doing great. We had feared the worst for him year, what, five, six years ago when, you know, they were there was videos of him coming out on uh, shows looking slightly intoxicated. I'm going to be nice about it. Um, but I mean, since he's been with DDP, he's been great. He's looked great. He's, you can tell he's feeling great. He was in a great place in life. And, um, it's just, it's horrible when he's just kind of taken from you and, you know, there were no signs, nothing expected, just bang. Yeah, I mean, that's quite sort of the, the real sad part about it is you kind of, once you, you kick your demons, you think that they're, you're going to have them around for a very long time. And I mean, like you said, he ended up getting more time because of the good decisions he made later on in life than he potentially would have had he kept down the road that he was going down X amount of years ago when, you know, you said you were seeing him on independent shows or whatever, and he looked like he might have been drunk or what have you. And there was that, uh, there was an E360 report that ESPN did, and he was in a pretty bad state there. And he talked about, like, what the catalyst was for why he, you know, how he ended up down that road with, uh, the time he was working at, I guess he was a bodyguard, or not a bodyguard, but like a bouncer at a strip club. Yep. And he ended up shooting a man, which in self-defense, but he had to do what he had to do. And that just kind of followed him along. And because of that, he had a pretty big albatross hanging over his head and ended up having his battles with demons. And then he finally managed, like you said, with the help of DDP, get rid of those. And uh, it's sad to see somebody that when they're going down, very much like Eddie Guerrero, they're making the right choices. And then it still just ends up being not because of what he's, you know, what he had done before, but they still end up leaving earlier than you think that they should. It's it's still just disappointing. Yeah, most definitely, man. You know, I mean, you know, that's uh, pretty tough what he what he had to go through there. Um, I've said many times, being a you know concealed weapons carry myself, that I never want to have that on my conscience ever. Hope I hope that hope I never have to pull my gun. I hope it's just there as a fucking belt weight for the for, for as long as I have it, but. I I could see where you just don't want that in your conscience. And, I mean, self-defense or not, you still took a man's life. Right. Uh, that I don't even want that weight on me ever. Ever. I don't want to take a, 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 someone's father, someone's son, someone's, you know, I, I never, never want that on my head. So I can see where it came from. And I, I don't really want to get a lot into that because, I mean, that we all know his 
his past and um not really about his past right now but uh it's just it, like i said man I, I just remember all those all those good times and uh you know yeah you know like Dirk is saying all the things that we thought would take down scott hall i don't think anyone thought it was going to be a blood clot um and those things are dangerous man if, i don't did you ever watch deadliest catch not deadliest catch but in relation to blood clots it's also how uh chris Cadito passed away yeah yeah you're right so they can, you know, especially if they go through a lung or something like that. I, I just remember because Deadliest Catch had a uh, captain named Phil, and that's exactly what happened to him on yeah. the boat. They had to rush him off the boat back to shore, and it's pretty rough stuff, man. But um, yeah, I mean, this that's definitely not the way we uh, we thought Scott Hall would go. Um, you know, uh, it's 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 sad, man. But um, you know, we got a few Scott Hall promos. We'll talk about them as we play them. That will play. I'm kind of trying to figure out where to start here. You know what? Why don't we start with the little tribute that Hulk Hogan did? Now Hulk Hogan's getting a little shit for the for, for the oh, it was a bad taste. Yes, Hulk Hogan's getting some shit. <laughs> Imagine that, Mark. I'm I'm just like I'm I'm wondering how he's going to turn this into like just self aggrandizement. So, mm-hmm. well, Scott Hall always said, uh, you know I was his favorite wrestler, so I'm glad that he didn't have to deal with my passing. But like, oh god. Uh, but I mean, I mean, uh, they did obviously. I'm sharing my screen real quick. They did obviously have a pretty pretty good pass together. We know that. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I. I I get what he was doing. Was it in bad taste? Yeah, a little bit, maybe. A little bit, maybe. Well, I have not heard or seen this yet, so okay. <laughs> I and, and our listeners will be the judge of that. So we'll, well see. I mean, Hulk Hogan being tacky and being in poor taste, this is kind of part of the cars, but we'll see. Well, ho- hopefully you can hear and see everything. I'm going to go through the uh, – he, he he comes in a little entrance, you know, all he's hugging people and – Let's get to where he starts talking. Okay, right about here is good. Can you see this? I can see this, yes. Okay, I'm going to pray you can hear it. I don't have any volume on right now, so that's why you can't hear anything. So For those who this. can't see it, Hulk Hogan is dressed exactly how you think Hulk Hogan would be dressed. <laughs> Jimmy Hart is alongside of him, of course. I'm sure Brutus Beefcake is lurking in the wing somewhere. I'm sure he is. All right, so let's hope you can hear this. Um, uh, wave me down if you can't or something, but uh, here we go. I'm going to play this right now. Hey, yo. Thank you guys for being here. We appreciate every one of you Hulkamaniacs for life, brother. Um, A short while ago, a good friend of mine just passed away, Scott Hall. So in Jesus' name, I pray, thank you, God, for taking care of my brother. He took care of me when I was down and out. Everybody thought Hulkamania was dead. Scott Hall resurrected me. He put me back on the map. I love him 
so much I can't even explain it to you. He had a bunch of faults. Hello? He, he had a bunch of faults, but he was a good guy. I just want to let everybody know here. I just want to let everybody know here tonight that he's on our thoughts. I'm happy to know even the best of us have audio issues. I, I just... Oh my god, that that uh, I mean, it's nothing to laugh at, but that reminds me of that movie. I can't remember the band name at the moment, but the uh, Spinal Tap. It reminds me of uh, it's a fucking Spinal Tap moment to be sure. Spinal Tap, yes, sir. Um, yeah, I mean, come on, we got to have a little fun with this. It's Hulk Hogan, but um, yeah, I, I'm just glad to hear some audio issues. And uh, th- and by the way, this obviously is in Hulk Hogan's place in Tampa Bay. Uh, the beat shop, I think he calls it. So just to let y'all know where he's at, I believe he kind of goes there every night and kind of parties at the shop. So here we go. One more time. Yeah. Anyway, I just want everybody to know that we're in, he's in our thoughts and prayers tonight. And he just passed. I had a real hard time getting my act together and getting over here. But that, oh, I love you too, baby. But bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Okay? So, for the original bad guy, Scott Hall, that took, hey, yo, is right, mother. For the, for, the, for the original bad guy that took Hulk Hogan and taught Hollywood how to be a bad guy, I got nothing for love for life brothers all right so the last thing i have to say is thank you once again and i gotta do this because he is the guy he's the man stone cold steve austin the rattlesnake in honor of him there's been a bunch of controversy because i said rick flair was the greatest wrestler of all time but it really could be stone cold and we're ready to party now because if scott hall was here he would party with us believe me Believe me, he would party all night long, brothers. Believe me. So, in honor of... He's here. Yeah, he's here, brother. He's with us. So, in honor of Stone Cold, total respect. We're getting ready to rock this house. So, anybody want to party, give me a damn hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's it. Give me a hell yeah. Thank you, God. Love you guys. Jimmy Hart, do what you do. All right, baby. Because I love you. I love you, baby. The hook's in the house. And right back into the shtick. <laughs> um, all right. First of all, you I, can't expect Hogan not to be Hogan. No, you can't. I, I'm just going to leave this share on as long as it ain't fucking with nothing. It doesn't look like it is, so we'll leave it on. Um, I, 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 I don't have a problem with anything he said. I, I mean, yeah. Did he make it about him? It's fucking Hulk Hogan. Of course, he made it about him a couple times. But at least he gave Hall, um, you know, props for because he did put Hogan back on the map and, you know, as Hollywood Hogan. And, uh, you know, at least he did that. I guess. I mean, there was those stories about when they were first doing the NWO vignettes and Hogan was still just doing Hogan promos and like Nash and Hall had to take him aside and be like, hey, that's not going to work anymore. Like You guys right. are going to have to fucking try something different. Mm hmm. Yeah, do something else, man, because just crazy. But uh, on the heels of that little thing, it is actually 316. Today is Stone Cold Steve Austin Day. Mm. 
So, which I mean, to tie things back together with that, to have both of them involved, that that was one of the kind of memories that sticks in my head when uh, you talk about Scott Hall's at WrestleMania match, where he gives Hall the stunner and Hall just does like a double fucking backflip in the air. Like he, him <laughs> and The Rock always had the best sell for the stunner. Oh, him and Shane McMahon. Yeah. I always love the way Shane sold that move too. Shane was awesome at selling that move too. So, always like that. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, come on. Hogan just heard about it. And uh, I mean, he said, I don't see anything wrong with what he said. A lot of people just said it was in bad taste to go to your, you know, beach, whatever you call that, and kind of just keep partying. But I mean, maybe, but maybe that's also what he needed that night. I can't blame the guy for just wanting to get some shit off his mind, doing what he does. And he's got a responsibility to that place. So I don't know, man. I, I I don't have an issue with it. I mean, I'm I, I whatever. Hulk Hogan, I'm not the biggest fan of his. I mean, you know, we, we all know what he did, what he said. There's no reason to get into that. Mm-hmm. But I have no problem with with uh what he did, what he said right here. Not a bit. Mm-hmm. So I guess we can go ahead and move on a little bit. Like I said, we're going to play a few promos, a little uh kind of a little Scott Hall Razor Ramon tribute and i do have the first razor ramon vignette here it's one minute seven seconds long let's go ahead and hit it we take you now ladies and gentlemen to a cuban immigrant an individual who apparently feels as though the streets of america are paved with gold here is razor ramon ramon razor ramon I come from the gutter. I know that. I got no education. Who needs it? Look at me. Look at me. Look at the gold. Look at my clothes. I'm a success. I'm coming to the WWF. All I want is what I got coming to me. The world, Chico. Everything in it. Now, he looks like a bad guy for Miami Vice here. A little bit, yeah. Which was totally <clears throat> in style at the time of this promo. Sure. Um, but yeah, this was the uh, the first vignette of his and uh this looks like it might have been shot right in miami a lot of his vignettes were shot in miami Um, oh yeah yeah so this probably was i didn't really read the name of the place but probably isn't there anymore anyway so but uh let's face it scott hall could always talk he was always great he had a great look um even back to the you know you went to the diamond stud days and all those days he was a fucking massive human being, man. Mm-hmm. You know, he's... He, I, I don't think Scott Hall was really known as a big man. No, he has Billy Gunn uh, syndrome, where basically, like, people don't realize how tall he is until you actually, like, you're one-on-one with the guy. Because, I mean, for the longest, I mean, he's forever associated with Nash, and Nash is almost seven foot himself, so it's just one of those things. Like, 
to a lesser extent, even like what we talked about before, JTG is like you don't realize how tall he actually is because he's been tag team partners with Chad for the longest of times. So it's yeah. it's one of those things where you do land of the Giants. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I guess I see. Yeah, Nash made him look little by comparison, is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But yeah, I mean, he was a fucking. But I mean, you look at those pictures back in those days, and he was not. He was not small. He was a fucking huge, huge guy. But um, you know, just uh, I mean, even in this vi- in this video, you can see how just wide and jacked he is. Um, so I don't know, man. Just great stuff by him. He's always been able to talk. And like I, I remember as a kid, like running around my house trying to do Razor Ramon. My dad wouldn't like it, but I tried it anyway. Oh, of course, as a child, you know, because that was. The prime of that gimmick, especially I was seven, eight years old, whatever. Um, anytime we go to like a restaurant, they'd have toothpicks. Of course, I got to grab a toothpick. Had yes. a toothpick in the mouth. Razor Ramon, and you know, he kept a toothpick for the most part when he was hauled to, or when he was in WCW, just being himself, I guess. But yes, anytime there was a toothpick available, you had to get the toothpick. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, went outside, you flicked it. Mm hmm. At least I went. I, I waited till I got outside. I don't know. I don't know if you did. Oh, of course I did. I I, I am nothing if not goof. Exactly. All right. So Mark, let's go to nineteen ninety three. Here a little uh, Razor Ramon promo from three thirteen nineteen ninety three. Wow. Just uh, just a few days ago it was three thirteen and nineteen ninety three. A long time ago. Minute two seconds. Here we go. Yo, perfecto. Hitman, oyeme chicos, this is Razor Ramon. It's no secret that every wrestler wants to be on top of the WWF. And it's no secret that anything goes. Razor Ramon will do whatever it takes so now chicos your troubles have doubled cause Razor Ramon he got a partner man you won't believe he this big he this wide his name is Lex Luger and we're gonna put you that gorilla monsoon. Hold it. He- Stop. Sorry about that. I got ahead of myself there. Um, so there you go. 1993, man. God damn. Uh, we'll play a couple more Razors, and then we'll get into a little bit of Scott Hall. I'm not going to play as many as I was uh, going to. But uh, you know what? Let's uh, Let's skip this one here. And let's go to the Razor Ramon promo on Randy Savage. Um, I remember when he came into the uh, WCW, he would call him the Nacho Man. <laughs> it was his first feud, WWF. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Yeah, you're right. You're right. It was. So Yeah, I was, I was watching an interview with him. They were talking about that. I mean, that goes to show you the kind of faith that they had in the guy when that's his very first feud. Yeah, you're right. Well, here's one of those promos, and then we'll, uh, we'll, go, ahead and get to, uh, we'll go ahead and get to him invading. WCW Nitro, May 27th, 1996. Here we go. Let's do this quick Randy Savage, Razor Ramon promo. 
Blair. Let's just say we're on the buddy system. You know, Razor Ramon, I talked to them. Callate, chico. Hey, Randy Savage. Mira, mira. Look at me, man. I'm no limping. Hey, Savage. Where's your gold, man? <laughs> I still got mine, man. You lost yours, man. You lost your machismo, chico. And now you want to step into the ring with Razor Ramon, El Jefe? You not just lose your belt, man. You not just lose your machismo, man. You want to fight Razor Ramon? You lost your mind, Chico. I guess you're pretty happy about all this, aren't you? Huh? Fucking great stuff, man. Great stuff, man. Even if, I mean, for back then, you got to remember, it's just different time, and he was such a good character. He Absolutely. was such a great character, man. Um, it, it was just great stuff. And like I said, I'm just getting rid of some of this uh, stuff. I want to play all the stuff. Now, might as well just get into Scott Hall um, instead of Razor Ramon now. And now we all know kind of, you know, WCW was really where, I mean, most people rem remember Razor Ramon. But when you talk about Scott Hall, you obviously think WCW, The Outsiders, NWO, all that good stuff. And now, before we go into that, though, you know what I did watch yesterday? And I'll tell you the truth, it made me fucking tear up. When he was on Jerry Springer mm -hmm. with the uh, kids, one, I, I, one of them had AIDS, I think the other little girl had cancer, and he gave the little boy his belt. Oh, my God, dude. You know, this is a guy who's supposed to be the bad guy, and he's doing stuff like that. You know, I mean, we all know the story. He wasn't supposed to give that kid his belt. He did it out of the kindness of his heart. And um, just great stuff, man. No one just, I mean, such a, you know, like I said, known as the bad guy. But if you see the outpour of, you know, tributes and stuff, which we're going to play some just from WWE itself, you can see that... Uh, he definitely wasn't a bad guy. He was a fucking really great guy. And um, all right, let's go ahead and play this right here from Nitro Smart. Sure. Mauler completely maul his opponent, Steve Dahl. Well, you know, Steve, Steve Dahl was trying to get an offensive going. Wait a minute. But, but what the hell but is going what? on here? But the maul, well, he just got reversed right there. Oh, the Mauler runs him down. What are you talking about? Look, look here. Well, What's what the hell? I have no idea. Hey. Wait a minute. I can't believe it. I can't believe what I'm saying. This you people. What's with him? You know who I am. But you don't know why I'm here. Are we going to get security here? Where is Billionaire Ted? Where is the Nacho Man? That punk can't even get in the building. Me, I go 
wherever I want, whenever I want. Listen, we can, we can somebody else. And where, oh, where is Scheme Gene? Because I got a scoop for you. When that Ken doll look-alike, when that weatherman wannabe comes out here later tonight, I got a challenge for him, for billionaire Ted, for the nacho man, and for anybody else in uh, WCW. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you want to go to war? You want a war? You're going to get one. And as we all know, that was the start of one hell of a run for wrestling. Indeed. Mm-hmm. It really was, man. And I mean, that was some great stuff right there. I remember that. I remember everyone, like, people calling my house, change channel, change channel. I was like, okay, okay. It, it was just great, great stuff. And then obviously Scott Hall followed, and we found out about Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Um, so really, just great stuff by him right there. Man, I got to tell you, man, the the guy just oozed cool when I was, Absolutely. especially when you were younger. I mean, he was like what you you thought of when you just thought of a cool, slick guy. Right. That is what I always thought of when someone said, you know, who do you think is like a cool person? Uh, fucking <laughs> Racer Ramon, Scott Hall. That's a cool motherfucker right there. <laughs> so, for sure. Yeah. Like, they, um, we'll probably talk about it a little bit more later or whatever. But uh, I was watching one of the NWO promos. I think it was like the very beginning. It might have even been the night they were formed. Somebody threw something. They, like, they hit him like square in the head with like a can of soda. And he like it got all over him, and he just like ran the liquid back and just used it to gel his hair, and just didn't yeah. miss a step and just kept talking. And it was just like that's just, that's a cool motherfucker. Absolutely, no sold it like it didn't even happen. You're right, just ran the shit. It was like a full cup of fucking soda, ran it through his hair. Didn't touch the little curly cue in the front though. Mm-hmm. The old Superman curl. Fucking always love that shit, man. Just a great, great character who knew how to talk, knew how to just, just, I mean, even his body language just said he was a cool son of a bitch, you know? Right. So, all right, let's go to January 16th, 1999. This would have been the NWO Wolfpack. And this says it's a rare Scott Hall promo from then. I didn't listen to this one. So we're both in for a treat. There you go. Thank you very much, gentlemen. I am standing by right now with Scott Hall. Tomorrow night, it's sold out. He is going to be facing Goldberg. And as I understand it, this apparatus, this stun stick, this cattle prod. Okay. All of my thunder guns in. Can, can immobilize a man. He's going to be suspended. Don't do that to me, please. <laughs> Will be suspended high above the ring. Above and the a ring. ladder is going to be involved. A you take this 10-foot ladder. ladder. You can reach another 8 or 9 feet at least. At least. Sets the stage for a very dramatic match because whoever gets to this stun stick gets to use it on his opponent. Don't do that, please. 
You know, the way I see it, Gene, everybody knows about the phenomenon Bill Goldberg. You know, 174 straight wrestling matches he won. Well, Billy Boy, tomorrow you're in your first ever gimmick match. And I know you don't even know what a gimmick match is, so let me explain it to you. We're taking my thunder gun, putting it high above the ring. We got a 10-foot steel ladder down the aisle. There's no rules, no ref, no time limit. Anything goes. If you get this, you get to use it on me. And Gene, if I get it, I get to use it on Goldberg. Again. After what you cost him at Starcade, Scott Hall, I would be a little more apprehensive than you are apparently here at the 11th hour. Well, it's a good thing it's not you wrestling Goldberg, huh, Gene? I, I don't get involved. Goldberg, you don't scare me. You might scare a lot of people, but see, I found a way to beat the cyborg. That's why they call me the high-tech redneck. All right, Scott Hall, <laughs> this 10-foot high ladder. The high-tech redneck. Did anyone ever call him that? Oh, all the time. <laughs> yeah, I did, you know, and that's the funny thing. is like, gee, what a difference it makes when you actually have interviewers that have a personality that you can play off of. Uh. Like, gee, it's so much different seeing Mean Gene versus seeing the fucking interviewers, especially on WWE nowadays, where they just literally, you can put anybody there. This is their job to hold a microphone. Yeah, and obviously you saw you could you could hear that Scott Hall over the three years dropped a lot of the way he the the cadence of the Razor Ramon. Obviously, that was a cease and desist by Vince um, that made him stop doing that. So he just became Scott Hall. He talked like him. Never let the hair go though. He always had the curl coming down, the wet hair slicked back. So. But uh, over those years, he did kind of just lose the whole Razor Ramon speech and everything and just became Scott Hall and started talking just like himself, the Scott Hall we all knew uh, later in life. So, all right. Now, WWE did do a good tribute. And also on NXT, uh, there was uh, a bunch of little tributes going on, NWO shirts. They were all doing the old, uh, you know, the the Scott Hall point. And... um, (laughs) A lot of things on that show, which was pretty cool. They even spray painted uh, one of the, the two of the girls. I forgot who it was, but um, on Raw they did uh, some tributes and they had some uh, bunch of uh, obviously a bunch of the uh, wrestlers saying some stuff about Scott Hall. And about two minutes, uh, someone put them all together, and we're gonna play them. Here we go. The WWE superstars wanted to do some tributes throughout the entire episode and they went on and did just that. There were a magnitude of superstars that went out of their way to show some love to one of the most beloved wrestlers and people in not just our generation, but in the past generation, Skull Hall. They're here from Skull. And also, a lot of people are asking for him. Okay, I thought he actually put him together. I should watch these. Um... Your voice sounded a little different there. You okay? Yeah, I'm good. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I had a uh, mouse in my throat. Um, but anyway, I do have the actual tribute WWE did, and we can go ahead and play that real quick. That's about three minutes, but um, it's probably a uh, pretty damn good way to uh, say goodbye, and I do have one more last thing that we're going to play, and then we'll uh, then we'll uh, go ahead and, I guess, um, move on with... Uh, with uh, the Scott Hall stuff. So here we go. 
the WWE family is saddened by the passing of Scott Hall, the man who proved it's good to be the bad guy. Say hello to Razor Ramon. Scott Hall made an instant impact upon his WWE debut in 1992 as Razor Ramon. I get the dynamite of everything he had. Take a look at me. I'm living the good life, man. Good food, good drink, good chicas. You just can't teach somebody to be cool. And Scott's always been cool. Maybe I could clear the table, huh? Is that what you would like, man? I could. He's the guy that made it cool to be the bad guy. Being the bad guy came with benefits. Razor would cement his legacy as one of WWE's greatest intercontinental champions with a thrilling victory in WWE's first ever ladder match at WrestleMania against Shawn Michaels. I got gold around my neck and my most precious gold around my waist. The following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Upon leaving WWE in 1996, Scott Hall would make his way to WCW, where alongside Kevin Nash and the immortal Hulk Hogan, he would revolutionize sports entertainment with the NWO. Going down there changed everything. Scott Hall was a pioneer. We are taking over. It just felt real. Felt you were getting something special. Hey, y'all, are you here to see the... This was one of the best things that ever happened in business. When you're NWO, you're NWO for life. The WWE family will forever remember Scott Hall as a gifted entertainer and two-time WWE Hall of Famer. Hey, yo. A loving father a dear friend. Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Probably one of the greatest endings to a Hall of Fame speech I, I can remember. Oh, for sure. That saying right there was fucking amazing. Hard work pays off. Dreams do come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Like a beautiful haiku, <laughs> which also rhymes with those last words. Just, I don't know, man. Uh, like I said, it kind of just feels like a uh, little... Little chunk of my childhood, good, 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 good slice of my twenties are just uh, kind of missing now at this point, and um, I don't know. I will definitely miss uh, miss Scott Hall, and um, I don't know. I don't even know what else to say, man. Yeah, I mean, we've spent the good probably about a half hour or so talking about it. There's still plenty of things that we could have talked about that you know were admitted and a lot of things that he's done and just a lot of long lasting legacy and impact he's left on a lot of people like you, you there was a uh, people were talking about it, like he 
let Chris Jericho beat him early on in his career in WCW. And that was like a big deal for Jericho at the time. He went over post WWE when they had that run, you know, after the, uh, the NWO WWE run the first time he went to Japan and he put over a young lion and ended up being Hiroshi Tanahashi, who is their basically Japanese John Cena, not to be confused with Chinese John Cena, which is regular John Cena. <laughs> but he, I mean, he put over a, a guy who was nobody at the time that ended up being like the, one of the biggest stars in Japanese wrestling history. And the impact that that like led to like that it had on the rest of the wrestling world because of that, you know, it's immeasurable. Who knows about how big of an impact that he ended up making because of that. Yeah, I mean, they uh, listen. Hall definitely made an impact anywhere he went. He was just that kind of guy, and um, just amazing stuff by him for the throughout all the years. Um, we got some characters, you know, with Razor Ramon that we're never going to forget, and especially when it comes to the Outsiders and all the stuff he did. And you know, I mean, he was the first of the three to come in, like we just played a little while ago. And boy, from the from the moment he walked in the door. He was just an intriguing. Uh, he 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 just held your attention like like you were in captivity. You couldn't you you couldn't help but listen to Scott Hall talk when he talked. One of my favorite things is not even a promo as much as it is just the back in the day when they had the Thunder and the Nitro, but Thunder was the first one. The video game where they had the Choose Me rants, like you would. Bring the mouse, or not the mouse, but you would like highlight the wrestler and you press the button and they give you reasons why you should pick them. But most of the time they told you not to pick them and threatened you. So it was like very cow- like counterproductive. I don't know who gave them the mission statement, but like wires got tangled somewhere. But his was one of the best ones. If you're like, you could find it on YouTube. They have the whole compilation of all the videos. But his was obviously one of the better ones because he was obviously one of the better promos, talkers. Is that the one from Sega? Uh, it was on PlayStation. It was also on N- uh, N64, yeah. Because I've got the Sega one right here on my phone. Uh, Sega was uh, in your house. Well, this is for... Unless it was like Sega CD, but... Let me see. Hold on. My dog just opened the door. Razor, I'm going to teach you how to play WF Raw on. I just saw... That's all it says. I thought it was for Sega. No, the, the raw was it was raw. It was raw and uh, the in your house, the arcade game. Okay, let's see here. You want to make a great wrestler? wrestler? Yeah. Even better. This is how you can change my attributes. For Super Nintendo, hit Y A L, and for Sega, it's A C L. The bad guy recommends some of these moves to help you finish your opponents. When you are controlling an opponent in a lockup. You can really do some damage, man, with a fallaway slam. For Super Nintendo, hit A. For Sega, hit C. How about this one, Chico? When you're on the mat, pinning your opponent to keep him pinned, for Super Nintendo, hit B, A, X. Or Y. For Sega, hit A, B, C, or B, C. Yo, Chico, here's a secret tip from the bad guy. When you are pinned to try and kick out for Super Nintendo and Sega, just hit any key. For my signature move, the Razor's Edge, when your opponent is low on energy, 
lock up and press R for Super Nintendo and AB for Sega. And chicos, the bad guy's mega move, the backflip elbow drop, oh man, nobody gets up from that one, chico. The guy is promoting fucking how to do buttons on a game, and I'm like, I, I, I can't stop watching. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> amazing, man. <laughs> so, I mean, R.I.P. to Scott Hall. Uh, I feel bad for his children, obviously um and his family so um i don't know like i said it was just something unexpected and just something i was really hoping once they took out the ventilator there's been many many times where people have started breathing on their own and survived and i was pretty much hoping that would uh that would happen right i think we all were yeah well I saw people when, I mean, he wasn't even gone yet, and they're RIPing. I'm like, why does everyone have this fascination with having to be the first one to put RIP or, 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 or be the first? Or, what the fuck is wrong with people? No, I mean, X-Pac tweeted about that, too. He was like, you know, I, I know it comes from a good place, but he, it's very sort of unnerving to know that he's still alive and to see all these RIPs. So it's like, just, you know, wait a while, you know. Like, he didn't say that part of it, but it's like, you know, don't fucking down and not put the cart before the horse. Yeah, yeah, I mean... I mean... <laughs> Is it? But some of that, I feel like some of that isn't even, it could just be attributed to misinformation or just, you know, I don't think sometimes some people were potentially trying to jump the gun, but I think for some people it's like the, the wires got tangled because, you know, if you read on one place, he had already passed away. If you read on another place, he was still alive. Right. It became kind of weirdly muddled for a little while there. I think kind of give people the benefit of a doubt, I guess. Yeah, and that's why I hate to say, but you wait for WWE to announce it, and that's when you know something's wrong. Right. So that's what uh, that's what we got. But um, I don't know. Do you have anything more on uh, on Hall? Not not really. It just I mean, like you said, the long lasting legacy. Like there's this sort of impact that he left on the '90s, and then like everything that happened because of that. Like you think about. You know, the, he had the ladder match with Shawn Michaels. You think about it, without that ladder match, he might not have gotten a TLC match. And like because of the TLC match, how many wrestlers, tag teams, young bucks, and people like that did that inspire? And so it's just it's a trickle down effect. Like he, he, the amount, the big, the impact that he had on wrestling as a whole is we st- we're still seeing it. Absolutely, man. And you know, you're right. It's just kind of you know he he thank God they had that because look what we've gotten out of it and. um yeah, man. Like you said, a legacy, and we'll never forget it. It'll uh, it'll always be remembered. So there we go, man. Rest in peace to Scott Hall. So, uh, and not that we have much better news to get into. Um, although there is some good news out of this. Biggie uh, did break his neck on Friday night. Um, luckily it's not a break, it's a fracture. The C1 and C6 are fractured. Um, he will not need surgery. And I don't know if you heard the video with him. Yeah. I have never heard a more positive. Did did I pull it up? I think I've got it. Give me a second here. My screen's a little small right now, but I'm pretty sure I have that video. Um, 
I had it. <laughs> so let me see. I might have moved it over here. Hold on a second. Aha. I know where it is, and I can play it off my phone. Give me a second here, Smart. But I've just there never heard go. I've just never heard someone so so positive after a broken neck. And the man is just like all happy and chipper and cheery. And I'm just like, dude, I'd be so pissed off. I don't know why, but I would be. Now, to be clear, there may or may not have been like, you know, painkillers involved. So Well, I hope there was. <laughs> I would hope so too. For those who did not see. The poor man got dumped square on his head on the outside, landed directly on his neck. Yeah, yeah. Now, this was also in a match with, I'm sure he was very thrown off by Pete's the new name, Butch. That's right, old Butch. Yeah, um, and Riddick Moss uh, picked him up for a belly-to-back suplex. Ridge Holland. Ridge Holland, I'm sorry, you're right. A uh, belly-to-belly overhead suplex and it just he just landed square on his head and it looked bad and you knew it was bad when they took him out on a stretcher and he gave the thumbs up going out of the ring uh being carried out on the stretcher but um you know that was good to see but i, I mean this was just a few hours later and let's play this real quick here we go <sighs> So uh, I got some really good news, uh, all things considered. Uh, the C1 and C6 are indeed fractured, not displacement though, which is uh, a very good thing. And uh, I don't have any damage to my spinal cord, no ligament damage, and no surgery, which I'm very thankful for. And a pro tip, if you're going to break your neck, do it in Birmingham. They've been great. Everyone here at UAB has been great. Um, but for Okay, oh, just, just let me... This man is literally getting news like this, and he takes the time to put over the hospital. What kind of Paul Heyman school of fucking promos is he going to? I'm saying. This man puts over the fucking staff at the hospital. This is how you do it. Let's continue. Um, it's meant a ton to me that so many of you have been so kind. I reached out, stopped in to see me, texted me. I, know, I feel like I sound like a broken record, but I am very grateful. And uh, I'm going to be all right. So bless you. All right. So there you go. This was not long after getting this news. He's in the whole neck brace thing. Um, he's even taking pictures with the neck, with the neck brace on. He is. <laughs> when this guy comes back, he's going to be the biggest baby face this company's ever fucking seen. Since Roman Reigns came back. Hopefully. Um, they may not have a choice but to put title back on him for a little while. And I have zero issues with that. I have been a big proponent, proponent of Big E putting the title on him. Um, and it seems like now is, well, not now, but right before this happened, they were just starting to use him on because he was starting to do television and do this and do that. So... It's like, well, why didn't you do that when he had fucking gold around his fucking waist? What the fuck? Right. But meanwhile, um, luckily no surgery will be needed. That's a very good thing. But he is going to be out for a good while. Um, now, I mean, this this really could have gone bad. I mean, this could have gone Tyson Kidd bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, Really, the only other ways that it could have gone is he could have been paralyzed or he could have killed him. So it's like he had yep. the best of the three outcomes. He had the best possible. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
going to be a, you know, they're expecting a full recovery. That doesn't mean that he will. Um, I see a lot of websites putting out that uh, his career is in danger. Well, after any injury, your career is technically in danger. Right. You know, something could go happen. Something could happen any time during that. But um, I don't know, man. I'm glad he's okay. I'm glad he doesn't need surgery. And again, that that could change too. It could it could get worse. That's what happens with, you know, discs in the back. They they can degenerate. So we'll have to see what happens. I'm hoping to see Biggie back uh, in the ring sooner rather than later. But I'm saying, I mean. Let's face it; he's definitely out of mania. Um, let's see, yeah. it's March. I think if we saw him by Christmas, we're lucky. Now, as I say, presumably the the rest of this year. Yeah, I'm thinking the holidays, possibly not not till next year. Yeah, yeah, January, February next year. So I don't know, but I'm glad he's in good spirits. I don't know if I would be even close to as upbeat as he is, Mark. I mean, I think, like you said, when you consider the alternative, it might have just been kind of relief more than just happiness. It's just, well, it could have gone far worse. Like, well, not happy that it happened, but, you know, of the possible outcomes. Well, he's also been a guy that said that that whole power of positivity thing wasn't much of a gimmick. He believes in that. So, you know, he's being as positive as he can, and that's the only thing he can do. So, you know, but it, it's it it really was amazing to see the outpour, just everybody, just at the outpour of love for this man, right? From not only wrestling fans, I, I think this is the one time wrestling fans weren't being scumbags. I'm sure there were a few, but I didn't pay attention to those or see him really. But it seems like every, mm. every, uh, yeah, you probably saw a few, but most well, not really. I was just saying more the the only real like the only sort of negative aspect of it was there was some people that were kind of going at Ridge Holland a little bit, but it's kind of to be expected, I guess. I mean, some people are being really aggressive, but I mean, he kind of was at fault a bit, and he has gotten injured because of a lack of technique before, so he kind of starts stuff starts to add up with that. Well, like, yeah, it, it's it's a physical thing. It could happen to anybody. It could happen, you know, anybody could be on the receiving end. Anybody could be responsible for giving it. But right. there's been a couple of incidents with him now. So after a while, you start to get a track record. Like, for example, yeah. like a D.L. Brown situation where that was just a fluke thing. But then you have, like, a Nia Jack situation where you have a long track record of things. Yeah, and to, just to kind of go on the heels of that right there, Wade Keller of PW Torch um, said that there isn't really any heat on uh, Ridge Holland right now. He said, I will say I heard that Ridge Holland was very apologetic and sorry about what happened when he was backstage, handled himself well, uh, doesn't seem to, uh, doesn't appear to be any heat on him, uh, reckless move or any, it, uh, this was not a reckless move or anything that Biggie wasn't ready for, just seemed like accidents happen. And it just went wrong. So that's what he said on PW Torch, the VIP audio show. So not much by the company, but yeah, I did see a lot of people shitting on Ridge Holland. Um, dude, shit happens. Every but it, it, people, yes, sometimes it happens more, especially when a guy is a little young. I mean, right? Yeah, you know, Joey Nimbus of Wrestling Soup. Once 
you know, said something that kind of stuck with me once. He said, you take your own bumps. And that's what you're taught at the rest at, at in wrestling school. You take your own bumps. Now, I'm not saying Biggie did anything wrong here. But, dude, this is fucking wrestling. You're throwing another person. And I don't know if you know this, but physics doesn't always work well when you're throwing another person in the air. It's true. Uh, you know, one you know one thing goes. You know, you, uh, Biggie could have held his back at the wrong you know way. Rich Holland could have done one thing wrong. Who knows? It's just the way it goes. This ain't ballet, they say, Smart. Mm-hmm. That is what they say. Whoever they are. So not much from heat from the backstage on Ridge Holland. I, I, and, you know, I did see reports that he went and saw uh, Biggie in the hospital. Uh, Drew McIntyre also did. Biggie thanked him, said, you know, don't stop being who you are. So good stuff there. But um, I, like I said, I've been very high on Biggie, especially him being champion. I think he is, like I, I've said this many times, the guy checks every box for what I want to see in a champion. For sure, and uh, I thought the run they had with him was a little pretty lackluster, and he definitely he even agreed with that. We talked about that, so let's just hope he gets better. Let's hope he comes back, and let's hope they can uh, they can really find a really good spot to leave him in because I, I hope they're paying attention to the love that came out for this man from wrestling fans and uh, the superstars and AEW. From everywhere, there was just, I it was just an outpour of love, and it was great to see. There you go. There it is. There it is. Get well, Big E. Get well, Big E. And uh, let's see here, Smart. You got some here. Why don't you? Uh, I've honestly only got a couple more things. I really didn't have much. I mean, really, we know who took up most of the news uh, right. this week. It was, um, you know, Scott Hall and Big E. So, but luckily you bailed me out because I didn't have time to do this today. Uh, I've got one little thing, but you've got a few news stories. So let's, uh, let's get into yours, brother. Well, I think we need a little bit of a tonal shift and I have just the right thing for you. I would like to ask you a question and I'd like to ask everyone in the chat room a question. Would you like to perform free manual labor for the WWE? Well, now is your big chance because they put out a statement here. Uh, the WrestleMania Superstore Access, they need your help. Volunteers needed for WrestleMania Superstore Access. The most stupendous WrestleMania, that's their <laughs> press release. The most stupendous WrestleMania week in history is coming to Dallas. An unprecedented Superstore Access will descend onto K. Bailey Hutchison Convention Center from Thursday, March 31st to Monday, April 4th. Superstar access will include the largest assortment of WWE merchandise ever, photos opportunities with WWE and WrestleMania memorabilia. Memorabilia, not people, mind you. An immersive experience through Undertaker's graveyard and more. Join us in providing a -a one-of-a-kind experience for the WWE Universe in Dallas. Volunteers must be 18 years of age or older. Positions include greeter, assisting with photo ops, 
prop handling. Volunteers receive, get ready for this, WrestleMania Superstore Access t-shirt, WrestleMania hat, and an entry into a raffle for Monday Night Raw tickets. Not tickets themselves, mind you, no. but an entry into a raffle to potentially maybe kind of sort of win tickets. Now, perhaps you'd probably get to meet some of the wrestlers doing this, I'm sure. Well, the thing is that they canceled the actual access event. So this is literally just a retail store. Oh, you're right. Now I'm looking at I'm reading it. You're right. Um, <laughs> you get a hat. That's what you get. You get the shirt, you get the hat, you get the raffle. So, so this is the 31st, the 1st, the 2nd, the 3rd. The this is five days of doing this. Mm-hmm. And it's volunteered. Yep. Which, I mean, basically, it's just, like, people coming in and taking pictures with, like, props. But... I mean, I don't get, like, a like a handy from Liv Morgan or anything. <laughs> I mean, if you could leverage that off of doing this volunteer work, <laughs> you need to be an agent, sir. I know that was very sexist and gross, but I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I, I was just thinking of something I could possibly get out of this deal. <laughs> Yeah, you don't get any of that. You can all hand job from Liv Morgan. You don't get to smell Charlotte Flair. You don't get any of that. I don't need to smell Charlotte Flair. I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah, probably not the best smell. <laughs> smells like wood shavings. There you go. I don't know why. Looks I, anyway. <laughs> that would that would actually be pretty great if that's one of the things they offered was like every volunteer gets a free photo opportunity where Sasha Banks looks disgusted to be in a photo with you <laughs> to keep with tradition because I feel like anybody who's going to volunteer for this is the type of person that would bother Sasha Banks at two in the oh. morning at an airport and, and be on the receiving end of a scowling photo. Even her disgusted look, she's gorgeous. I don't know, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> Oh yes, for sure. There you go, Dirk. Maybe a Gigi Dolan Copperfield. I would. I'd, I'd be fine with that. Maybe just you know a little, little e even just a little smack on the ass. I'd be okay with couple with two taps on the butt. Yeah, that is a wonderful looking posterior she has. Mm hmm. And she's been taking many pictures lately. I don't know if anyone's been following Gigi Dolan's pictures, but uh, they're great. They're great. Just want to leave that there because I think I hear my wife out there. <laughs> That's quite the statement by SVC in the chat here. I wouldn't, keyword wouldn't, I wouldn't like to smell piss off Carmela Miss Golden Showers. I wouldn't either. <laughs> that would be a weird access opportunity. That's a different kind of access. That's all I'm mm -hmm. Got Corey Graves charging money. <laughs> Just feeding her water. Bonnet. Sponsored by Mountain Dew. <laughs> Just giving her water all day. <laughs> drink this liquid IV. It's hydration. Drink it, drink it, drink it. And if you believe what they say, that's also sort of a uh, Bella Twins thing, according to old Tony Atlas. Speaking of the Bella Twins, I have a question for you, Smart. Yes? What in the living fuck is Nikki Bella doing on America's Got Talent? Uh, just, just listen to the last word. <laughs> the same thing Katy Perry's doing on American Idol. It's Katie, oxymorons. Katie, at least Katy Perry is. I, they both have nice boobs. What do you want me to do? Yeah, um, I, I, okay. I just I, I I was watching on Facebook some video and I'm like, that 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 sounds like Nikki. And I'm like, holy shit, that's Nikki. But what is she doing on a talent show? 
The fuck is she doing on a talent show? Really? They're getting desperate for people, aren't they? <laughs> Dirk's I like, mean, she's a judge, Dirk. Not a guest judge, a judge, Dirk. Yes. Oh, man, that would have been great if she was a contestant. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm here to juggle. My name is Nikki Bell. Oh, I'm about to spin around and shake my booty, so get ready. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Where's my man? Hi, man. Hi. Booty shake. Twist, twirl, booty shake. Look. Okay, where's my million dollars? There you go. Okay. <laughs> you just cut to fucking Johnny Ace at the table, just slow clapping. Ready to go, girl. Brody. Job. What do you think, Mama Bella? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, my God. I'm surprised that they haven't had some kind of fucking WWE-related talent show. Mm. Please, let's not. Let's, let's not even do this. Uh, what is the basis of her judging? Um, look, I've only seen one little clip with her in it so i can't really get into this i don't want to judge too much see so see what i did there (laughs) but um i've only seen one little clip but i just sat there and the first thing that came in that hit my mind was what the fuck nikki bella is judging talent just kind of surprised that we're not over this as a show anyway. Like, how many fucking... It's like season 800 of American Idol. It's like season 200 of America's Got Talent. But these things just don't go away. No. No. And I think this is just super cheap and easy to make. And by the way, there's a thing going around online right now that I've seen more than once of a bunch of people being released from WWE, a list of people. Yeah, I've seen that too. But... Don't 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 buy it until you see it from WWE, everybody. Never always the second you see that go right to WWE's website, it'll be up there. Don't believe the hype. As Flavor Flav would instruct you to do. Absolutely. Don't believe the hype, everybody. Um but anyway, um man, if I was uh, out of a job, I'd hate to tell you, I would probably do this. If I was out of a job, I'd probably do this. America's Got Talent or this volunteer work? The volunteer work. Well, that's the thing is you're not getting paid for this. I don't really have a talent. I'm just saying if I was out of a job, I would go do this. Oh, I'd find a way to make some money around this motherfucker. I see. I think I would do it not for anything that's listed here because I really uh, free raw ticket seems like more of a punishment than like an opportunity of prize. <laughs> but like, imagine the people watching opportunity, like all the people that you get to like, take photos of and like just make fun of. Like that just is the amazing. Like the the odor in this store is probably going to be pretty fucking terrible. But outside of that, just being able to make fun of the people that come in, that, that is that is a sound, that is fun in, in and of itself. I mean, you get a hat and a shirt. You do get a hat and a shirt, I which mean, I, I pray for their benefit that they're smart enough to give after work is completed. Because, like, what's to stop you from taking the hat and the shirt and just fucking off? They're not going to pay you. So, like, who cares if they fire you? True. But, I mean, I'm sure they give you that at the end. Yeah, I would hope. It's like the last day, and they're like, oh, by the way, we got your shirt, got your hat. Which, like, okay, and I understand that this is not, they're not the only people that do this, because everybody that wants to defend them are like, well, music festivals and sporting events have you do all this stuff, too. But, like, 
the idea that they're a billion dollar company and they're asking for free labor is pretty fucking laughable. Nah, I mean, listen, it, it, like I said, if if you do get to meet someone, I mean, maybe one of them, you know, you, you're, you're nice, you're a good person, you're a good worker. They, you never, never know. I mean, this could be a foot in the door for something bigger. Who knows? This is how this is how good things can start. Positive. You got, you got the you got the ambition behind you. I like it. But positive, positive, smart. You got to power the positivity, buddy. And okay, but here's the thing too that I thought of while I was watching AEW, and I already sent you this link. Was okay. I know it's the Raw after WrestleMania. Presumably, they don't mention that here. Like this could be Raw for any time, any place. <laughs> <laughs> but but presumably they're they're talking about the Raw after WrestleMania. So I understand it's a little bit different than your average raw, but how many times have we talked about seat fillers? Like they don't, yeah. there are people that they do not pay that they just bring in off the street to put in seats. <laughs> you couldn't just like have the spots that you give to seat fillers. You couldn't just give them to the people who are working like eight hour shifts at your retail store. I I mean, I guess, but I don't know. Because they say raffle for free for tickets, and it's like they don't say how many like tickets you're gonna get. Presumably, it's two, and like how many people are they looking for versus how many tickets are they giving out? Like, there's going to be so many people that do this, and all they get is a fucking hat and a t-shirt. That at best they're going to be able to hawk on eBay, hopefully for a decent amount. Well, oh shit, oh, scared the shit out of me. I'm sorry. Speaking of having the shit scared out of you, I had the window open earlier today, and like I was dozing off, my window's facing the street, some car drove by, backfired, I didn't realize that, because I was asleep, it sounded like a gunshot and scared the ever-loving shit out of me. Yeah, mine isn't even that scary. I have magnets on my koozie, because mm. I hang it on my fridge, and it came with magnets. I also have a metal tin here that I put my uh, stuff in. Of course. And I... Let go of the can and it went flying and it stuck to the stuck to the tin. Okay. See, I'm moving the tin on the table, so it's just scared me because I didn't realize I was that close. I'll have to move the tin on the floor so that doesn't happen again and scare me like a little baby. I, I can't say anything because there's an episode of the show where you yelled at me multiple times because I was playing with magnets like directly like, inches away from the microphone, so I cannot say anything. The bad thing is I knew what you were doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, you're playing with magnets. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, Will you stop? <laughs> For a minute, yeah. Okay. I'm going to go back to playing with the magnets, which is that can't help. My God, we should change the name of this show to ADD, guys. <laughs> oh, ADHD mania. That's it. Um. Anyway, um, if you want to be a greeter, or assist with photo ops or prop handling, contact WWE. <laughs> prop handling sounds way more suggestive than perhaps it was intended. Well, I guess we should be happy Pat Patterson is gone. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> that was, why did I, you know, sometimes I don't think before I speak. I don't know if you realize that yet. No. RIP. <laughs> Too soon, I think, but you know, whatever. Well, Quick joke. Okay. <laughs> it's a touchy subject, man. <sighs> well, let's move all along, Smart. Why don't you pick another one, my man? 
I'm going to do it now because it just it makes me laugh because of the, the segue. I know. Jay Briscoe apologizes again <laughs> for all the things in 2013. Oh, God. I'm glad I had this story in the back pocket. All right. Jay Briscoe again apologized for past homophobic tweets that has reportedly prevented he and Brother Mark from being hired in either WWE or AW. Fightful. First, had the transcription of the interview from Battlegrounds. You're bragging that you had the transcription of a podcast <laughs> that you didn't conduct. Cheers. But the episode was temporarily taken down and returned on Thursday afternoon. Fightful reported last week that a, quote, person of influence within Warner Media didn't want the reigning Ring of Honor Tag Team Champion signed to AEW because of Jay's 2013 tweets. When asked about the report, Jay didn't specifically address whether AEW had shown interest, but again apologized for his actions in 2013, saying that he thought he, quote, was taking a stand for the Lord back in the day. Quote, I put out a stupid tweet nine years ago the most dumbest immature obnoxious shit i have ever done i don't want anybody from any walk of life to feel like they can't care for the briscoes because i promise we love everybody we love everybody and we just want to go out there and be pro wrestlers and give the best match that we can he said quote i said some dumb shit a long time ago i apologize for it and i'll apologize for it again it was stupid i feel like now there are people who look at us like quote we can't cheer for them because they hate a certain group of people we don't hate nobody negative. We love everybody. We're just some country boys, he continued. Mark then said the comments were immaturity or from immaturity and that they were counterproductive to what God wants, which is to be a human being and relate to others with love. Jay then said, quote, we're not like that when it comes to fans labeling them a certain way. The two have remained busy since Ring of Honor closed operations at the end of December, working for GCW, House of Glory, Warrior Wrestling, other indies. Now that AEW had Tony Khan purchased Ring of Honor, the two await their fate and whatever Khan has planned for his new asset. Okay. All right. Uh, you're right. This has been... Uh, I, I remember this tweet. I remember we, we, we talked about this. It was something about... I don't have it in front of me, but it was something about. And to be honest, it you you're you're we're obviously still hearing me, right? Mm-hmm. I can see my internet is saying that I don't have internet. Very odd, but anyway, we've been getting a weird DNS server thing going on on our computer the past few days. I was hoping this show was going to work, so it does. Um, the tweet was something like, you know, uh, I, I believe in his state of Delaware. I'm, I'm trying to remember this tweet. It was something about his state of Delaware had just legalized same-sex marriage. And he said, you know, if you're with that, congratulations. But if you teach my son that, ab- about that, I'll effing shoot you. Something like that. That sound familiar? Yeah, along those lines. Yeah. Along those lines. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. I see where he's coming from. I get it. Not the smartest thing to put on online, obviously, especially with the shooting part. That's definitely not a good thing to put online. Um, the fact that he's still apologizing is pretty sad. Um, but I, I, I guess he, I, I see what they're doing. They want to work. They want to be on TV. They want to go out there and show what they can do. And I've said before, those guys are money to whoever you know has the fucking balls to go ahead and just pick them up. Right. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I, I mean, it was 2013. People grow. People get older. People learn new things. Shit, things happen. People meet people. It's just kind of people 
get older, they evolve, and we're man. Everyone has said some dumb shit in their life. I guarantee it. Which is why you don't put anything on fucking social media because every everyone's gonna say something dumb one time or another if you put everything on Facebook. For sure. So I don't know. And yes, his tweet was very vulgar. I don't agree with it. Well, I don't, I don't agree with it really. But um, it's just stupid the fact that he has to still apologize for that. I mean, Kevin Hart. Was set, you know, uh, years ago was set to do the Oscars, and he was thrown off for making a joke that he's made in he, he it, it was in his act, and he was not able to host the Oscars because of it. It was right. like nine years ago. We've got to stop holding everybody to something to to the to the one stupid thing they've done. Name me something else that Jay Briscoe has done that's really really bad. Besides one, one, one stupid tweet. I think that that speaks to the point of that is that it's been nine years and there hasn't been further incidents. He hasn't said anything else that's been of a questionable nature like that. Trust me, there are plenty of wrestlers who have and will continue to shoot themselves in the foot, even at the expense of potential career advancement. So it's not like he's just purposely not saying anything or not doing anything to to avoid further self-sabotage. Because if you're dumb enough to do it once, you're very likely dumb enough to do it again. So, you know, I mean, who knows exactly? You don't know the guy. None of us know the guy personally, but... Benefit of a doubt that, you know, it has been almost a decade now, and maybe he has grown and evolved as a person. His kid has grown, is is now ten, 9 to 10 years older. He, he, times have changed. People have different outlooks on a lot of things now. It's a little more progressive out there. And thank you to SBC for pulling up that tweet. Uh, the exact words were, um, and I, like I, I had the first part, right, about the Delaware doing that. <laughs> The same sex thing. Uh, if that makes you happy, then congratulations. Try and teach my kids there's nothing wrong with that, and I'll fucking shoot you. Nah. I actually have more issue with the second, the, the last part of it than I do the first part. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I've got, the last part was actually kind of a little too violent for me. <laughs> a bit much, yeah. A bit much, a bit much, a little too violent. But um, at, least, at least we have a little accuracy there. Thank you, SBC, for that tweet. Appreciate you posting that for me. Um, but um, that, that's really it. One stupid thing he's ever said. The only uh, That's really it. He's never done anything else. And we're going to crucify this guy a decade later for one, one stupid thing. Listen, Holly, we even gave Mel Gibson another fucking chance. This guy trashed Jewish people and a lot of other shit sitting out there on camera. Mel Gibson still does a movie here and there. Right. He's still getting work. So, I mean... I, I mean, people are... It's, I guess it's one thing if you can actually like see it in excess and all that versus... Hearsay and whatever, but I mean, like Stone Cold, he did beat a woman, and I mean, I feel like beating a woman is worse than a homophobic remark. Neither are cool, but you know, one actually physically does harm someone. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I'm, I mean, there's many wrestlers have been charged with that, and 
I mean, I think that's just, and I, and I'm trying not trying not to fucking hold anything over anybody's head, but like, that's the thing is when you go down that road of morality and you stick so sternly to it, you you know, you really got to do a lot of research and you really have to work hard to just, you know, establish a line of consistency because after a while you're picking and choosing what's offensive and what isn't offensive and what's okay and how long, you know, anytime you start like being a crusader for stuff like that, it's... It's hard not to become a hypocrite, and that's always important to keep in mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it, it keeps showing the fact that one little remark can ruin your whole career, which let me give everyone some advice. When you want to post something on social media, read it before you hit send. And then before you hit send, read it again. Mm-hmm. And then stop and think and read it again. And then wow. maybe hit send. Because maybe by the second or third time, you're going to realize, maybe I should keep this one to myself. Maybe I shouldn't hit send on this one. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a big social media guy at all. That's, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm kind of lucky for that. I don't really care to post. I post for the show or I would not be on. So I'm horrible about going on Twitter. <laughs> I'm horrible about it. Um, but I try, I try to get on Twitter. I just don't care to put my life out there. My wife is completely different. She puts everything we do out there and I'm like, I hate when you do that. But me, I, I just live my right. life. I do that's what I do. a whole other story for another day about like how much of an impact that social media has had on everybody's life and how they, people are starting to live sort of in a, like inauthentic experiences and just like looking at life and doing things in their day-to-day life that they're filtering through the lens of social media and that they're doing for photos and for social media posts. And it, it all becomes a very weird and very depressing thing to talk about. Yeah, now they want to do like virtual restaurants and stuff and shit like that. Let's just keep people <sighs> inside and posting more on fucking Facebook. Great fucking idea. Anyway, um... I think someone needs to go ahead and just get, have the balls, get these guys under a fucking contract, and I think someone can make a lot of money off of them. I think if this is something that keeps being asked about, I think you just need to keep keep fucking swatting it back. It, it was fucking 10 years ago. He's older. Mm-hmm. His kids are older. Everyone is, this world is older. Everyone thinks a little differently now than they did 10 years ago. I mean, let's let's be honest here. I might get even in trouble for even saying this, but... 10 I mean 15 10 15 years ago we used to just throw around the word fag like it was just a funny joking word mm-hmm. now it's very offensive yeah, yeah, for I sure mean, you know things evolve things grow people grow people don't use that word anymore you hear it now and you're like oh, I haven't heard that word in years sure you know and before it was just something people said just to you know, it, it, for a while it was kind of a, just a joking thing. You would be with your friends and you would just use the word, you know, and it was no big deal. Now it's very offensive. You know who's not offended by gay people? But <laughs> my uncle uses the word all the time. I was going to say, like, if I were gay, I would use that word just all the time. Like, I would use it as an adjective, like, on purpose. Just he to, does. Like... He does. He'll be sitting <laughs> like, there. My, That's so fucking gay. Like, hey, aren't you? Yeah. Like, yeah, and? Oh, no, my uncle will throw the fag word around. He will, and he's, my uncle is very, very gay. 
Um, but he'll he'll do it. He'll be we'll talking about this guy, and he'll be like, "Oh, he's just the wrong kind of fag." Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like Michael, what are you doing? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like RuPaul's got in trouble for shit like that before, and it's like it's RuPaul. Like if anybody gets a pass, it's fucking RuPaul. Like RuPaul's been out here on the front lines for fucking decades. <laughs> RuPaul has two passes. Let's be honest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yes. <laughs> Maybe more, maybe more. I don't know. RuPaul's got a lot of passes. Um, There's a lot of leeway for RuPaul. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, again, we're we keep sliding further down this slippery slope of one thing can ruin your whole life forever. Right. I think we need to back off that one. Look, you want to give someone a little bit of you know you you want to all right you get fired from a company you you should be able to go to another one. Pick up, apologize. This is the second, the second or third time he's apologized for this tweet. Sure, and I mean, like that's the point. Is he, they it for sure caused both of them the WWE contract. Oh so, yeah, like, he's already been punished. And I, 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 at what point, if you actually care about people learning from their mistakes and actual rehabilitation, you can't punish somebody for the rest of their life multiple times for one offense. That's not how rehabilitation works. At some point, you got to give them an opportunity to prove that they've learned something and they've bettered themselves. And if you right. keep keeping them out of you know the big companies because of that, then that's not what you're doing. You're just being a like you know fucking it's a witch hunt, it's a angry mob, however you want to look at it. Yeah. Now I see. SBC is saying he likes apple, pizza, and lime. I hope not together. That's just gross. He says he likes pie. I mean, so apple pie, pizza pie. He's being kind of creative with that one. It's a little oh, abstract there. I and lime pie. So presumably a key lime pie. My wife made a fucking lemon icing pie the other day that almost fucking knocked me over. It was so good. Can we have Kool Aid pie? No, that sounds different. Yeah, we you put the like the sugar packets in with the as part of the filling. It's really nice. Mm. There's recipes good. online. I, I'm not going to go into the minutia of it all, but it's good stuff. Oh man, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. I'm not big into the sweet. I mean, I have like a tiny slice. My kids would eat the rest, but I don't know, man. I'm going to need something to cook for my. Uh, I'm here. With, I completely forgot. I'm here with my daughter this weekend alone. Nah. So I do have an idea for a show, and I'll talk about it at the end, though, which would give me possible time to even if something happened i'd be able to jump up i'm I'm, i'll 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 mention it at the end of the show i'll see what some reactions are here um anyway i i i i kind of filibustered that uh that little uh jay briscoe thing smart i i we have any you what do you got any more on that or should we move on i think it's been long enough i mean he hasn't fucked up again Give, give the guy a chance that's what I say, man. We've, we've, we we used to be, you know, it, it's funny, like, you know, they they push compassion, they push this, but you don't get second chances. Right. That's compassion. That's empathy. That's giving people a second chance, realizing people can change. Because people can. Many people can. Um, some things don't change. I believe pedophiles can't change, but that's something neither here nor there. Um but I believe people can definitely change. I think people can change their attitude towards a lot of things. And like I said, his kid is older. Times have grown. It's 10 years later now. We're in a completely different 
Jesus Christ, you've been through two presidents already. Mm-hmm. You know? So, anyway. Someone hire these fucking guys because their promos and their in-ring work is worth it. It is money. Nut up and hire these fucking guys. I'm, I, I, I don't think you will be embarrassed. I don't think they're going to make a fool of you. I think they will. Uh, I think they'll make you a lot of money, including merch. Right, and I mean, and more so than anything, I feel bad for for Mark because mm-hmm. Mark hasn't said shit. Like, yeah. I mean, you, you know, who knows whether or not he agreed with that statement or not? But like, he said nothing. He, I, there's been no negative tweets, no negative interviews. He has done nothing other than just be an adorable redneck, I which just, is what he does best. Yeah, I just fucking cutting promos, eating ice cream sandwiches, and all kinds of shit. Yeah, I'm more surprised. People are surprised that this redneck dude had this has had these beliefs back in 2013. I mean, Jesus yes. Christ. <sighs> anyway. And, and you know what? I don't even think he got in trouble for this in 2013. I think it was like a couple of years down the road he got in trouble for this for. It was like unearthed, another unearthed tweet. Yeah, I don't recall the exact timeline of that, but I do remember that they were in talks with WWE and that had a negative impact on that. I mean, that I get. And right at the moment, I, I, you, I get it. I get at the moment. You got to react because that's the fucking world we live in now. There's nothing you can do about that. Um, but, you know, 10 years down, I mean, Jesus Christ, Hogan's been on television. Oh, yeah. Hogan, well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, yeah, it's a whole thing, too. Hogan's been on television since then. I mean, come on, people. We, we, Jesus Christ. Rick Flair will definitely be back on television in the next like year or two. Hopefully not before the Briscoes come back on TV. But like you had a guy who may or may not have like fucking sexually assaulted someone. That's okay. But one tweet from ten years ago, not okay. Yeah. And again, I'm gonna say it one more time. Just don't. Everybody, fuck social media. Go on, scroll, take a look, comment every now and then. Stop posting your whole life. Also, by the by, <laughs> be careful with what you like too, because <laughs> I've seen it's funny. I my, the last Twitter account I had because I deleted the, that one, but so the Twitter Twitter account I had before the one I have now, um, <laughs> it showed me like almost every one of the likes that my friends had that were just like of basically jerk off material. <laughs> And it was like, I know a little bit too much about what certain people from my inner circle enjoy now, which God bless you. Enjoy whatever it is that you like. But uh, it tells everyone what you like. Like the girls that are like, want sex? Meet me. DM me. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I have to every now and then check my son's Twitter for that and his Instagram. Oh, Instagram's the worst. <laughs> so many people have gotten in trouble. Well, I mean, I'm not going to lie. That's exactly what I use Instagram for. So I will not fault anyone. The, but um, the FWO you, account is on Instagram. So just imagine what's on there. Yeah. <laughs> the Fap World, Fap World Order. Check it out on Instagram, FWO 2019. Or 2019 FWO, actually. Which is ironic because that's pretty much the sole purpose of Instagram. Yet you can get away with a lot more on Twitter in terms of what they allow you to show. Yeah, Twitter. I mean, I've seen some. You can basically post porn on Twitter. 
Yeah, you literally can. Like that, this is straight up boobs and butts and some slongs. But if you tell someone not to wear a mask, you're banned. <laughs> it's a weird world. You can you can literally be fingering your asshole on Twitter. Okay. But if you say to someone that they don't need the vaccine, you're fucked. You're banned. Shout That's shout it. Shout out to Ricochet. We, we love you, Intercontinental Champion. Uh, Ricochet's in for a pretty good push from what I'm, what I'm reading. <laughs> push it good. Push it. Push it good. Push it real good. Now I got that fucking Takis commercial in my fucking brain. I see. I was thinking of salt and pepper. Yeah, it's a Takis. Which... Com- now, now, see, I've been watching Tubi, and it's a Takis commercial on Tubi. Oh man, the best commercial is for that life insurance company, where they straight up tell you that if you try to have your life insurance policy holder murdered, it voids the <laughs> it voids the benefits. Yeah, that makes some sense. That makes sense. I wish I could remember the name of the company, but that's the ad that I get on Tubi. So I don't know. I, I haven't actually seen any Takis commercials on TV. I watch horror movies, so like a lot of it, I guess, commercials are about like don't kill people, which yeah. is public a service that we can all get behind. I think so. I think so. Um, all right, um, dude, I've only got one little thing, so keep keep rolling, my man. All right, as I uh, type in life insurance commercial into the YouTube because so I, <laughs> I will find that guy's darn thing. I always forget the name of the company. Oh, Ladder Life Insurance. It's absolutely the first result because why wouldn't it be? I'm going to post that here in the mixlermixler.com slash dirty dudes where you need to go. But anyways, I do have the story pulled up from F4W online. AW's William Regal opens up about past serious health issues, emergency heart surgery. The longtime WWE employee went into detail about his recent health issues. New AEW, they are so redundant with these things sometimes. New AEW roster member William Regal opened up on Chris Jericho's podcast regarding serious health issues he has had to deal with, including being told he had 24 hours to live in early 2019. No spoilers on how that turned out. The 53-year-old was a guest on Talk is Jericho and spoke about having open-heart surgery sepsis in his leg and other health-related challenges. Quote, I was in the hospital for eight weeks. I was given at one point 24 hours to live. I had sepsis in my leg. They were going to cut my leg off. This is January 4th, 2019, he said. Since 1998, I had periocarditis. Periocarditis is an phrase that I cannot say properly, and it's also an inflammation of the sac around your heart. And what it does is scar that sac. So your heart can beat, but that sack can sort of lock down, he said. Regal detailed a serious neck injury he believes he suffered in 1993 during a match with Ricky Steamboat. The injury went untreated for many years, and it eventually required multiple surgeries, including one to fuse four discs in his neck together. With his wrestling career over, he wasn't training as much, which led to further heart issues, quote, because I stopped wrestling and because I had slowed down the sack around my heart lockdown, basically the scarring lockdown, and it started to calcify inwards. Slowly and slowly, I was having more and more things such as my heart going out of rhythm and my legs swelling up and it was just building up. I was going from doctor to doctor and getting all of these different things, he said. Regal would eventually need further surgery on his neck after this after his wound opened up and began to leak spinal fluid. 
He then detailed further health problems he suffered after having had surgery to correct that issue. Quote, 2018 started and the first few months I was having all this swelling in my legs. I go on a scouting trip to Costa Rica. I get off the plane. I'm feeling a bit dizzy, but not bad. And just so anybody knows, no drinking, no anything. This was all things with my heart, he explained. He said when he was at the airport, he fell forward down an escalator, shattering his left eyesight. I had three weeks of amnesia after that. I had no idea what happened. I was in the hospital for a week in Costa Rica, and I had shattered my eye socket. I had three weeks of amnesia and had lost 40% of vision in my left eye, he explained. He went through six weeks of treatment and was getting better, but his legs kept up swelling, and he was having trouble walking. Then in November, he went in for more tests. Quote, they do a scan of my abdomen, and fortunately for me, there was a cardiologist in the room, and this lady saved my life. She went, hang on a minute. There's something above that that doesn't look right. Since doctors weren't able to scan that area immediately, further scans were ordered a few days later. He later received a call from his cardiologist that the sac around his heart had completely calcified. He was told that if they don't operate to remove the calcified area, he had less than six months to live. Oh, Fortunately, WWE got me a doctor in Atlanta that did this for me. One of the few that can do this, he explained. Regal spent eight weeks in the hospital after surgery. He insisted on going home for Christmas. However, he was experiencing intense pain on New Year's Day, and he fell out of bed. Regal's wife and son then got him in an ambulance. He was back to the hospital, where he later developed sepsis in his leg. Doctors called his wife and told her that they didn't. if they didn't cut off his leg, he would only have 24 hours to live. This was on a Sunday, so it was not the usual doctors caring for him at the time. The wife of one of his usual doctors, herself a doctor, overheard what was happening and informed her husband. He then called into the hospital and stopped them from amputating his leg. Close fucking call there, huh? Mm. He called them and said, quote, inject him with this, this, and this. And somehow, because they weren't going to do it, and that work and save my leg, he said. Uh, two days before the NXT UK show from Blackpool, where Walter, or Gunther as he's known now, uh-huh. who is not, <laughs> I actually ad lived that, but that is part of the article, debuted. I'm in the hospital and something in my brain just went click, and I thought I'm going to be okay. Within a very quick time, I was walking three miles a day, and within two months, I was doing 50, 500 squats a day. With true wrestler form, that is a sign that things are getting better, that they're able to do 500 squats. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Talk about a fucking horror movie. Yeah, he basically had pretty much everything that could go wrong went wrong, and he just fucking soldiered through because he's a tough old bastard. And sepsis, man. Sepsis is fucked because if you either the antibiotics work or they don't, uh, I, that shit could kill you. Many people die in the hospital from sepsis. Mm-hmm. Um, or or get a limb amputated. Holy crap, dude. Like you said, close call. This guy almost lost a fucking leg. Holy right. shit, man. Almost lost a leg, almost died, apparently multiple times. Jesus Christ, man. I'm glad he's all right. 100% glad he's okay. Um, like, I mean, I, I, I love Regal. I didn't know any of his health was ever this bad, to be honest with you. Apparently there were there were rumors about I guess some of these problems, but nobody really knew for sure what was up. So he kind of cleared the air on that. I guess was part of the reason that he did the podcast. I did see that. I did see where he was kind of like, you know, I, 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 this was not recently. This was way back in 2014 and 13. So calm down, Meltzer. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, man, that's awful. I am. I, I'm glad he lived through all this, and the guy looks great right now. Yeah, yeah it seems to be doing a lot better. But when something calcifies, you do know what that means, right? Yeah. It, yeah. It literally scales over and gets hard. So. Mm. Man, that could have been seriously dangerous. Now, this is starting to worry me because my heart goes out of rhythm all the time. I was talking, telling you about that double pumping I get. Yeah, I mean, you never know. It never hurts to get that kind of stuff looked at, I guess. I did get it looked at. My doctor said, don't worry about it. <laughs> well, there you go. I said, well, that's what I do with everything else. I might as well keep it going. Um, but, I mean, you know, it goes from like this, this, and that. Then he gets up, he falls out of bed. Then he falls down, then he falls in an airport and shatters his eye socket. The, oh, my God, this poor guy. Thank the Lord we have William Regal still around right now. Yep. After after reading this, thank and God. I mean, while all this is going on, he's still a somewhat regular on-air character on NXT. Like, he was absent for like a couple weeks at a time every so often, but like right. all this shit's going on, he's still finding the time to be on TV. I mean, God bless him, man. No, oh, I mean, that explains why he was missing every now and then, but... Holy hell, man. Glad this guy is okay. I'm glad we got him back. I'm glad he's on AEW. And he was fucking awesome tonight. Mm -hmm. Imagine awesome. going through all of that and then getting fired. Mm -hmm. Fucking A, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, the benefit, I guess, is that according to him, they did pay for all of that shit that happened to him. So at least that's that's a benefit. That's a positive there. But Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess if you're going to... If you're gonna find a positive in this story, WWE paid for it. That's it. I mean, I can only imagine how expensive some of that shit had to have become. Oh God, dude! And the the, the part his neck wound was leaking spinal fluid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean that was one of the things that was like kind of glossed over. It was just yeah, at one point I was leaking spinal fluid all over the place. Yeah, it was like a little tiny paragraph, and it's like whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute here. Holy hell, man. Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord, for keeping Stephen, uh, Lord William Regal around. Jesus Christ, that's fucking awful. Wow. Mm. I, I don't even know what to say, man. I'm just baffled by all this. But um, that's probably one to listen to right there is Regal on Talk is, it was Talk is Jericho, right? That's it. It's probably one to listen to right there, guys. So I guess we'll see what happens on that. All right, smart. Keep it going, my man. All right. And this one's probably going to be pretty quick, so we'll breeze through this one. But uh, Killer Cross is set to make his NJW Strong debut. New Japan Strong at Lone Star Shootout on April 1st and has challenged Benaro Suzuki for the event. Cross's debut was announced on social media yesterday with a video showing Cross declaring his arrival in New Japan Pro Wrestling by attacking unnamed trainees in a gym. And Cross explained that he had earned his name with his accomplishments in and out of the ring and then said this that his new beginning starts in Dallas. He called out Suzuki by name and ended the video with his TikTok catchphrase. <laughs> not to be confused with his TikTok dance, which is entirely different. Very, very, very different. Absolutely. 
But yeah, they go on to say about him, you know, being a former NXT champion, two-time champion, got his release, and now he's going to be on the New Japan Strong Show on the first, which is going to be part of the WrestleMania weekend series of events. There's all kinds of fucking really good independent wrestling that weekend, including the New Japan Strong Show. So it's a lot to watch that week. Oh yeah. There's definitely gonna be now. I, I do like this new look he has. Yes, he has hair now. I, I got to tell you, have you ever seen the, the Blade 3, Blade Trinity? Uh, you talk about Triple H and Blade Trinity? Yes. I, I haven't actually seen the movie, but I've seen like trailers and stuff. Oh. I've been meaning to check it out. I want to watch the entire trilogy at some point. Because I've definitely seen the first one, but I don't think I've seen the second. And I know I haven't seen the third. He looks, the suit and everything, he looks a lot like, uh, I think the guy's name was Drake. The like... The, like main big boss vampire, and he kind of has that look to him with the beads coming out, the shirt open, the suit kind of has that look to him. I don't know if that's maybe I don't know if he got any of his look from there, but that's that's exactly who he looks like here. But yeah, he does have some hair, and I like this new look. I think it's kind of uh, kind of playboyish, and if he's bringing Scarlet with him. That's the kind of look he should have because Scarlet is a gorgeous girl, and that's kind of what he, what he could be playing is that kind of playboy character, a killer playboy. Uh, you are right, by the way. Drake is listed here, played by Dominic Purcell. I'm gonna guess. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Reynolds is in the movie as well. How about that? Mm-hmm. Triple H, of course. All kinds of people are in this. Pat Oswalt. Is he now? How about that? Yep. Not a fan. Jessica Biel. Very Everybody's hot. a fan of Jessica Biel. Gorgeous in that movie. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah. yeah he, a... Apparently he said that he, like, decided to go bald as a part of a character choice. It was, it was just like, he felt it made him look, like, more sinister, I guess. So he's trying out maybe a, perhaps a little bit of a different character. It surprised me. I didn't know that he actually was capable of growing hair. I figured it was one of those things. That just, <laughs> you know, well, I mean, he started going, you know, I figured like a lot of people, you just start going bald at some point. You just decide to just, you know, call it a game. I mean, it is, it, it's, it's a great capability to have is, is growing hair. <laughs> it is. Yeah. The regenerative power of follicles. So what talents do you have? Well, I can juggle. Uh, I can wrestle. And if you need me to, I can grow hair. Yep, so look out for Killer Cross and America's Got Talent. There you go. Nikki. Along with Nikki Bella, apparently. Oh, my God. Look at his hair grow. That is so awesome. Oh. Anyway, that's like talent. That's like the most talent I've ever seen in anyone is watching their hair grow. It's so cool. Okay. <laughs> Fucking real time, too. <laughs> I love how I did it in real time. It was like watching Benjamin Button. That movie felt like it was in real time, too. Anyway. Yeah, apparently he used to, uh, he was like a security guard at a strip club. I know this sounds sort of a callback, but uh, he has talked about that. And like, man, he must have been doing well for himself at that point. I don't know what kind of money he was pulling in. He was working in Vegas, so probably a decent amount. But... Oh, he was doing well. Vegas, strip clubs, uh, the bouncers are... Basically, like the valets in Vegas. I feel like you was having some fun. Is all I'm I gonna say. Would assume so. 
I would Although he so. apparently doesn't drink or smoke. Well, I guess he, you know, he said he said he used to smoke back then because you know you get into confrontation with somebody, shit gets stressful. Gotta have a smoke. Gotta have a smoke. But yeah, apparently not a drinker. Big comic book guy, but not a drinker. All right. Well, good, good, good for him. And uh, I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. And I guess that's down here and it's at Dallas. That's pretty cool. Yep, yeah, that's where WrestleMania is. All the WrestleMania events are going to be in that general area too. So, yeah, I won't be at Mania, but anybody wants to come, wants to hang out, man, I'll fucking, I'll do it. I got, uh, I got a job this time. It won't be this year, but I've always wanted to go just for the events around WrestleMania. Yeah, like just straight up go for th- the Thursday because they start like Thursday or even Wednesday, maybe at this point. But you just go, you see all the independent shows that you care to see, then you just piece the fuck out. Because I'm not paying like fucking $300, $400 for WrestleMania tickets. It's not happening. No, I'm not doing that either. But uh, anyone that's coming down from Mania wants to chill, have a beer, give me a call. I'll fucking do it. Message me. Y'all know how to get a hold of me. There you go. There it is. Um, Smart, you got one more. This is something we had talked about Uh. I would say a couple months ago we talked about this, and I wasn't sure if we were ever going to hear anything again on this little story here. Um, I thought it would kind of go away quietly, but uh, go for it, my man. A couple months ago, indeed. I am reading this for a specific quote, and you'll know when we get there. But this was, uh, they filed in January, because this is MLW filed suit against WWE in January, alleging they put pressure on third parties to abandon relationships with them. The suit specifically mentions a deal with Fox-owned streaming service Tubi, like saying that, as MLW's lawsuit says a deal with them fell apart after WWE interfered. Quote, MLW's claim for intentional interference with a prospective economic advantages fails because MLW does not allege that WWE knew about MLW's negotiations to sell a third-party first-run programming, which is a word salad, but that is exactly how it is written. Uh, it is. WWE's motion to dismiss reads. Uh, then we get a tweet here, but we're going to skip that. The lawsuit also claims that in early to 2021, a WWE executive contacted Vice and put pressure on them to stop working with MLW. Vice TV did air one MLW special on October 7th, featuring Alexander Hammerstone defeating Jacob Fatu to win the MLW World Heavyweight Championship. Quote, WWE has been wrongfully depriving its competitors of critical opportunities for many years. But its latest conduct has been even more unconscionable, MLW CEO Court Bauer says in the press release, quote, I think we speak for the rest of the professional wrestling world. We say this anti-competitive behavior has to stop. He pounded a desk. Um, Now, here's the quote. WWE lawyer Jerry McDevitt was quoted in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter regarding the lawsuit. Quote, if Tubi breached, then sue Tubi. (laughs) To Vice, WWE has no commercial relationship with them or, for that matter, any of the other dozens of content distribution entities with whom MLW could do a deal with if they had a commercially viable product. Fucking dunked on by the lawyer. They put a show on Vice, if my memory serves me correctly, after one of the dark side shows and lost most of the audience. I think I read they got 40,000 viewers. No wonder Vince, no longer, no wonder Vice did no further deal. 
<laughs> dunked on him. Like I, I, I was not rooting for WWE in this instance, but I, I do enjoy <laughs> Jerry McNabbitt going in on them. Uh, anyways, in a statement to PW Insider MLW Court Bauer said, "Of course, WWE is scrambling to dismiss. They don't want this thing to go to court. I look forward to that opportunity." Um. Wow. And you know, I got to tell you, I, I thought about this after we talked about it that night. Mm. And the more I thought about it, the more I, I I was thinking, there's one, I don't know, weak link in their state, in, in their suit. And it's what we're going to talk about in a little while. It's three letters. It's AEW. The fact that AEW is out there having success success right now kind of proves that WWE is not the monopoly they say it is. Right. Uh, so if <laughs> AEW kind of has them in a bad position right now, the fact that they're out there successful comp- competing with the with the ratings, even though they're not on the same nights, they still have a look. People still think it's some sort of competition, which is why we haven't mentioned ratings on this show forever. It's not worth it anymore. It's not on the same night anymore. Who cares? Um, but uh, I get <laughs> that's pretty what? funny. But my favorite line is, "If to be breached, then sue to be." Fuck yes. you. That's also that is also a competitor. It's like, well, that's not our fault. But that that is what I enjoyed about this. For the, I, I wasn't even going to send this out until we got to that point of it because it was just a matter of like, I know the lawsuits aren't necessarily the most titillating thing to hear about, but just fucking Jerry McDavid saying, "Don't blame us because your product sucks" is fucking hilarious to me. Like that I is. said, I don't tend to root for them, and they have definitely done some underhanded shit. Right. Debatable whether or not it's illegal. Like I guess we're going to find out shortly but they i remember them trying to put a block on other you know independent companies doing the wrestlemania weekend shows i remember that i remember you know we've talked about them trying to make every fucking country have their own nxt and just kind of sort of kill the wrestling scene in like mexico and japan and england and shit like that like they have definitely done some scuzzy shit but debatable as to whether or not it's actually illegal in a lot of cases it's not it's just dick moves yeah, and when we heard him, the, the um, we've heard that they tried to get someone, you know, uh, who was it that was going to do Madison Square Garden, and basically WWE squashed it. I for, I think it was ROH. I believe so. I mean, they did eventually end up doing shows, but right. I don't remember exactly what I, I remember. They 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 fucked with Ring of Honor quite a bit. Yeah. Now now, and if we go to the if Tubi breached, then sue Tubi. I see that that's a very lawyery statement because <laughs> yes, Tubi may have breached, but what's the reason they breached? If if the reason they breached is because WWE did, that is that's not allowed, dude. You can't do that, especially if they've got a contract. I don't give a fuck. And for the Vice thing, if they had a contract. And if they got forty thousand on the first run, and it wasn't like okay, well, you have to get this many on your first run, or we're not going to run anymore. 
it doesn't matter if you got 40,000 on your first run. You should still be able to get more runs if your contract was that you would. So it, there's so many back and forths to this. I wish I had like every piece of information, which we don't. Right. MLW needs to, against this attorney, this is a slick fish, everybody. If if they don't have actual proof and someone to walk up there at least and uh, like on a fucking affidavit and say WWE called me and told me that I can't do this or they're going to do this they've got nothing right they've got to have solid fucking proof especially against like I said this slick fish Jerry McDevitt um it's not his first rodeo by any means. No. That man is a shark. This isn't his first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. This is not even close to a new a new deal for him. This is fucking business as usual. Um, and listen, these these defense attorneys are are fucking hardcore. Listen, my uncle, remember, is a famous defense attorney in Boston. I know how these guys operate and how they are. Um, but they better have solid, like I said, they better have someone to walk up there and be able to prove this. If it makes it to court, I got a feeling this is not going to court. If it does go to court, if they don't have solid proof, it's going, it's going to get dismissed and they are going to look like fools. I like that SBC brought up the old flow sports lawsuit. Them fuckers that tried to fucking send me a cease and desist over a Facebook messenger. <laughs> Not even paper. Just the guy sent me words to cease and desist. Fuck you. Stop it. Come on. Basically, Stop it. can't use the hot tag anymore. Fuck you. Uh, I think we, we had like 175 shows at that point. It was like, yeah, no, I think we're going to. Um, But yeah, the, 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 this is either going to get dismissed if they don't have the fucking proof that I'm that I'm talking about dismissed or literally they're going to look like fools in this which I got a slight feeling in my gut that they're going to look pretty foolish on this lawsuit see I, I would tend to agree if it wasn't just for like we've also talked about the lawyers that MLW has at their disposal because they also don't seem like idiots either, and I don't think that they would purposely jump on taking a frivolous. Well, okay, I should maybe maybe be, word that better. I don't think that they would jump on a lawsuit that they didn't think they had any chance of winning. Frivolous is, is an entirely different matter. Yeah, but then you got that one. I mean, but but then again, you got the same lawyer, not the same lawyer, but another lawyer out there that was trying to get all those guys thinking that they were going to get this class action suit on Vince for this fucking you know, all these concussions, and where did that go? Dismissed. Oh, for sure. I'm not saying that they're going to win, but I am saying that, like, I feel like the amount of money that MLW has spent on lawyers, if they didn't feel like they had a solid case, they wouldn't go for it. And I also don't feel like the lawyers themselves would take the case if they didn't have a chance to win, which I know what you're saying is not unlike the other case that you're talking about, but... I I don't know. I th- I kind of I would like to see this play out more, just for more potential quote opportunities like the ones that we just talked about and read. Yeah. And I'm not trying to say that a lawyer would want to 
rack up hours against an incredibly high-profile defendant like WWE, I would never accuse an attorney of doing something like that. But Fair enough. But I would imply it. There you go. <laughs> I may not accuse him of it, but I'll imply it. How's that? There you have it. <laughs> so I don't know. I, st- I, I, there's only, I think the only two outcomes are either this just gets dismissed or they get made. Um, and yeah, SPC once again throwing out some uh, information here that uh, some of the guys that were in that lawsuit were Vito. Big Vito, Demolition, which <laughs> that might be why you're not going to see them in the Hall of Fame. Um, Powers of Pain, Brian Adams, Animal. Uh, we're just a few of the guys in that lawsuit. Um, so, but I mean, you know, the, the, they didn't seem to really mind. Well, Animal got his stuff before he got in the lawsuit. But anyway, yeah, I don't know, man. I. Well, um, since you said Hall of Fame, yeah, uh-huh. bonus topic. Yep, Charmel. Yeah. <laughs> listen, boy, if anybody ever deserved it. Listen. <laughs> this is why, like, this is why I don't give a single solitary other outside of just being like sad for the people that don't get the opportunity to go in while they're alive or like they get their speeches cut off. I personally couldn't take this Hall of Fame any less fucking unseriously than it is because of shit like this. Like, it literally is just a numbers game. Listen, this used to be in the intro of the old THT. It's a fake Hall of Fame for a fake sport. Mm -hmm. I see people losing their fucking minds over this. Stop it. Stop it. They let's be honest. They're running out of women. It, I, oh, mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, listen. I, I oh, Sherry, Miss Elizabeth. Yes, I, I know. know. I mean, it depends on whether or not they want to acknowledge that there's Japanese female wrestlers, which I know sounds like why would they? But also, they did put Liger in the Hall of Fame, and he worked one match for them. So I know, I know. But I mean, you gotta. I mean, Look how this company treated women for years just as fucking eye candy and sex objects. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, let's... WWE Hall of Famer Candace Michelle. It's coming. Michelle McCool, it's coming. We would like to congratulate Joy Giafani for all of her contributions. She's coming. Um, I, hope so. I hope so, too. Uh, like right now, I hope so. Mm-hmm. At a girl. Uh, <laughs> you go, girl. <laughs> but uh, seconds after saying that they objectify women on their product, here we are. Hey, I'm hoping she's getting some. How is that objectifying her at all? Well, yes, we all we all we all wish nothing but the best for her. I'm hoping she's getting some fucking hard and fucking long. All right, there you go. All right. Anyway, Teddy Long. Uh, we might have to name the show Hard and Long now. Uh, okay. <laughs> hey, you. Um, yeah. So, I mean, listen. I, I don't care who goes in anymore. Charmel, fine. 
What did she really do? I'm not quite sure. I don't care. I really don't. It's not <laughs> a one of the worst deal. matches in TNA history, which actually really is an accomplishment if you look think about it. Who was that again? It was her and um some fucking reality show lady. Uh see Charmel versus TNA. We'll get there. Give me just a second. I I I can see the match. I saw the match. Shanna Maraska? Shanna Maraska. That's it. That's it. Shanna Maraska. That's it. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's on YouTube for anyone that would like to check it out. No, Thank don't. No, 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 no. Don't. Don't. Don't bother checking that out. Don't don't even torture yourself like that. Don't don't you don't need to do that to yourself. If you really want to, if you're a glutton for punishment, I understand. <laughs> when you have three kids, you're a glutton for punishment too. I, I understand completely where you're where you're going with that. Um anyway, let's see. Oh, actually, uh let's see, Sasha Baron Corbin once again. Rumor by Bill. Yeah, uh, rumored by BB, um, he said, take it with a grain of salt, that Michelle McCool was supposed to go in this year, but decline. Why would they put her and Undertaker in in the same year? That would be like, oh, my God, would you get the fucking Internet people out there trashing you for that one? Mm-hmm. But just make it a whole thing. Actually, I feel like you just go in the opposite direction. You make it entirely Undertaker themed. Because you put in fucking Undertaker, you put in Michelle McCool, you fucking put Sarah was on TV for a minute, you put her in there to make things nice and awkward. Uh-huh. You put fucking Brian Clark, the fake Undertaker, in there. And you, I don't know if there's any other Undertaker connections. We could, they already put Kane in there, so you can't do that. Right. And put fucking Leslie Nielsen if he's not in the Celebrity Hall of Fame wing, you put him in there. Leslie Nielsen, I think he's dead, dude. Well, he is dead, but you can still put him in the Hall of Fame. So is Vader. But I'm saying celebrity induction because he was responsible. They did that when the Undertaker went missing, and they had Undertaker versus Undertaker. They had a series of vignettes where Leslie Nielsen was searching for the Undertaker. I remember that. I'm just saying mm-hmm. um, they don't usually do that with celebrities. They have celebrities there. That is true. So they can make speeches and get people in. Yeah, maybe not the best idea, but I'm saying you need an Undertaker. Oh, well, okay, yeah, then you put fucking Pitbull in there since him and Undertaker are big friends, apparently. I there you go. Fucking Godfather. Mm-hmm. They're friends, too. They're good friends. They- is Godfather in the Hall of Fame yet? Scott Hall? Yeah. Godfather. Is he in the oh, Hall of Fame? Oh, Godfather. Yeah, 2016. I think so. I was about to say, I remember the speech he gave about about his wife and all that, how she's been with him through all this. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Godfather's in. As he should be. Just for doing fucking comma, that fighting gimmick, I would put him in. That motherfucker dealt with some shit with that one. That was a horrible gimmick. Yeah. Big oversized gloves, look like a goddamn cartoon character. (laughs) Anyway. Um, he, he had quite the journey because he was a fucking he was a witch doctor he was an MMA fighter before everyone in wrestling had an MMA fighter gimmick so he was ahead of his time on that one and then he became a pimp and then and then he became a pimp for real <laughs> he was in right to censor oh uh, yes yes you forgot a gimmick he was in right to censor 
I love The Godfather. Really did. Always liked him. I just thought those, I, I and I thought it was just hilarious. They just picked up, like, they actually got, like, a lot of times those women looked like they could have been on the street. I mean, it becomes less of a whimsical gimmick when you think about the fact that he used his voodoo power to mind control them. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think about women. that. Uh, one of them was actually Victoria for a minute. Yeah. Oh, Victoria. Lita was one mm-hmm. at one point, which some people would say isn't surprising. Well, there you go. Yeah. There's many stories about Lita. I don't care. I would. Uh, I like Lita. We'll just put it that mm-hmm. way. Let's just leave it at that. Um, anyway, Shermo going in. Listen, don't get upset. What are you going to do? Once again, I'm not upset at all. I think it's funny. I just see people getting so upset. It's like, well, she didn't do it. Who did she put over? Oh, shut the fuck up. Yep. Jesus I mean, I feel like if you didn't Christ. take an actual bump, you have no real right to complain. And most of the people that take a bump know what the WWE Hall of Fame is anyway. Yeah. I, I, this has no effect on me, my life, my care, nothing. Um, I believe the kids would say zero fucks given on this one. Pretty much. It, it's just it's a controversy. There you go. No reason for controversy. WWE is going to put in who they want. There's no, there's no rhyme or reason why they do it. They just do it. So let's go ahead and um, I don't know. If you really, I mean, do you want to throw a fit or something? Do you? Do you? Do you... I mean, you're gonna get listeners up by just like for 20 minutes pretend to feel like this is an outrage. Now I'm not saying that like people do that i would never accuse people of doing that fighting really hard not to say solomon's right now what, what, what happened what? Did somebody somebody say something I, I don't know what you're talking about anyways we got, we got aw to talk about uh, i like solomon it must all monster um and you're right we do have aw to talk about and we should probably get into that my notes are very minimal for aew it wasn't a i mean i'm not saying it was a bad show i'm not gonna say it was a fucking amazing show it was a good show Definitely good. The, the the main event I have zero issues with. Um, <laughs> well, fuck, SBC did research here. Who did she put over? The Boogeyman at WrestleMania 22. She put him over. Okay. Thank so there you, you go. That, that's the answer is who did she put over? She put over the Boogeyman. Well, there you go. I have been proven wrong once again. And I don't care. Um if you guys, though, real quick before we get in AEW, if you guys do want to see more uh, Danhausen, AEW is going to debut a new YouTube series, and Danhausen will be the feature of the first episode. That's right. Yeah. They are doing a show called Hey. No, I'm done. That was it. <laughs> I want, I want every episode to start that way. That that's yeah. like the title sequence of the show. It's just, hey, and then a pregnant pause. That's it. It's called, hey, exclamation point. Or should I say, hey. Hey, 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 what you got to say? Hollywood swinging. I hope everyone's happy that I purposely moved back from the mic to scream that. There you go. What? So they got a video series with old Dan Hus. 
Uh, he's on the first episode. It's it's basically because yeah. <laughs> if there was one thing that was lacking in AEW, it was it was vlogs and video series. I more wanted to get into the name of the show, uh, the first episode of <laughs> Hey. And for some reason, they have parentheses EW. Ew. Yeah. Hey. So it's, hey, EW. Hey, ew. Yeah. For the second episode, Nikki Bella, hey, ew. That's like talented. What did you do there? Anyway. <laughs> I feel actually, I would I would I would argue that this like this episode should just be called like Nikki Bella Appreciation <laughs> No. Fair enough. <laughs> Motion adjourned. Next case. I believe we haven't appreciated one thing of hers. I mean, I appreciated one thing that I that I that, that I see on her, but that's about it. There, there you have it. All right. On that note, I think you can go ahead and bring this bad boy out right here. Let me get my phone. I for I I literally cannot pull up a website on my computer right now. It is saying that I have a DNS error. So, hmm. well, the first match was a six-man tag. Well, I got my phone. I got my notes right here. Good, because as as far as my memory goes, <laughs> I would have to actually look up a rundown. The first match was a six-man tag, and I mean they got right into the first match, like bam, first match. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the uh, six-man tag with Adam Cole. He had Red Dragon come out with him. Um, it was uh, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Adam Page. And I thought it was a great match to start off with. I think you knew the kind of match you were going to get with these guys when they came out. You knew it was going to be fast-paced. You knew it was going to be a lot of fucking shit going on. And there was. Mm-hmm. I loved the match. I thought it was a great fucking start. You get Cole and Red Dragon getting the win in the first match, man. People pointed it out at the pay-per-view, too, but it, it stuck out to me tonight as well. It seems like Luchasaurus has been just fucking going into overdrive lately. Like, I, you might see the writing on the wall about potential, like, Jungle Boy solo run, and he's trying to make sure that people don't forget that he's actually talented, too. Yeah, me, he's still not speeding up those kicks. He's kicks so slow. Yeah. Everything else on him I have zero issues with. His kicks are, like, so slow-moving. I think when you're that big, it's hard to move your legs that quickly. I feel like that's why a lot of big men just do the fucking big boot. You just give them time to just lift the leg up, and that's all you really got to do. You just do it once. Yeah, brother. Exactly. Brother. Transition into a leg drop, and boom. I'm only 6'4 now because of the leg drop, brother. I was six eight, then six, then six six, and six four. But I used to be eight three. I remember when Han Andre weighed forty five hundred <laughs> pounds. <laughs> Back in the day, Andre used to look up to me because I, of course, was eight feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> I love how like. That, that's the best part. It's like when you look back at some of the Hogan promos and you just realize that like he believed everything he said, the fact that they're as ridiculous as they are makes it even that more that much better. Because he cut a promo one time about like they were wrestling. It was WrestleMania and they used to do WrestleMania at like one of the Trump buildings. 
Trump Plaza or whatever. I don't fucking remember what it was called, but they he did like a promo one time where it was like he was going to body slam somebody so hard that like the tide was going to rise and it was going to flood the arena and like he was going to have to rescue Trump from drowning. And it was just like it was just the most outlandish shit. Like it was wonderful. Uh, at this point, most people would say, "Don't rescue the man." Um. Well, they're both orange, so oh, that's sort of. I, there is a question at this point: who would people, who would people actually want to rescue? Uh, <laughs> I mean, gas prices are pretty high. That's all I'm going to say about that. You're right. You know what? After that, smart Brian Danielson and Moxley came out. That's uh, it. As to not go totally political with this conversation, um, they had the best friends out there. It was uh, Wheeler, Utah, and Chuck E.T., who were actually the two in the match. Everybody else just kind of hung out at ringside. Well, you know, Dan Housen, Orange Cassidy, the other rejects. Um, <laughs> or as he is commonly known, Trent Brett is his name. Yeah, Trenty B. Because that was the only other guy that was out there. Trenty B, as I call him, um, was out there. But uh, Regal on commentary, gold. One word, gold. That's all you got to say for Regal on commentary. Um, he was great. Uh, another great, I mean, you got Moxley and fucking Brian Danielson now in a tag team out there. And I got to tell you, they worked like they've been together for eight years. There's a moment that I particularly enjoyed. It was a good match, but it was after the match. Because you had Regal come out and he slaps Yuta directly in the face. Yeah. fucking as he can you get a bows up on him and but then he just like they just stand there in the ring for a little while and then you hear the camera like pick up on regal just being like all right be a good boy and run along now before it gets worse and yeah. you don't hear what yuda says but he says something and he's like yeah i know yeah but like regal's like doing i'm like he's a pouty child it's like yeah i know run along, run along. He, i i thought this i'm looking at my wife and i'm like he just treated that dude like some fucking kid Yes, he dismissed him as a petulant child. He did. He did. But um, you got to remember, those guys did talk about bringing in younger guys like O Wheeler, Utah, and some other names that they mentioned to build. So I think they're starting to tease that that group is going to get built and they are going to start mentoring some guys. I got a feeling you're going to have a nice little hazing with those guys and I can only imagine some of the stuff that Moxley is going to come up with to have some fun with these guys. Mm. So I think it's going to be that kind of group. I think it's going to be the kind of group where they just fucking, you know, it's going to be like that uh, that tough love kind of group. If you, if, if, if you, if you kind of know what I mean there. Um, so, but anyway, I thought this was a, just a great match, and you're right. The ending was kind of a little, I'm not sure I was expecting that. I kind of just thought that they were just going to keep those two as a tag team for a good long while and then maybe start something after that. But I'm glad they're going to, I'm glad they're at least teasing that they may actually start building a faction with these guys. Uh, we'll see what happens, I guess. Maybe uh, maybe that Paragon name will come in there, but I don't see Regal doing that, that kind of name. That doesn't seem like something Regal would have agreed to as Paragon, which was the trademark we looked up last week. So anyway, not bad stuff there, though, man. Not bad at all. No, not indeed, indeed. 
wasn't the best slap that Regal has ever given to Utah. Well, I think. that's the thing, and it's it's weird with their faces. At least I think that their faces, because you like you just you have them like beat up their opponents and they like berate their opponents afterwards and just like you know you're man enough to fight us or you, you post these whatever. But then you see Regal slapping people, and then eventually it seems like you're gonna want to see somebody slap him back. But then after you hear everything that's happened to him, it's like please God, you don't don't touch the man. Like please don't <laughs> take any bumps. You've been through enough. Just give him a hug. Yeah. Poor, guy's been, poor guy has had pretty much every fucking conceivable injury that you could imagine at this point, apparently, according just in like the span of two years, apparently. Give him a hug. Tell him it's from Boxman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, that's, I think that's all I would want to do if I saw him at this point. Dude, you need a hug? <laughs> okay. I mean, God, you've been through some shit, man. And without alcohol, I don't know how he does it. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Right. No. Nah. Nah, I couldn't do it. But uh all right. Regal, he's gonna be such a big fucking asset for that company. I, I, I just don't see how WWE could have got rid of that guy. But here we are and it's AEW's game. Right. So after this we get the Jericho Appreciation Society coming out there in the ring. Um I thought it was funny that the uh Little guy in uh, 2.0, I guess they call him Matt Maynard, Minyard, Menard. They've gone through 800 different fucking name changes, and they just refuse to revert to the names that they used on the Indies, which would make it a lot easier for me. Uh, I don't know. Meanwhile, that guy, it, he he was doing his best Joe Pesci, is what I saw. Let's see. See if I can find the uh, the names that they gave them now. I I know one was Matt Menard. I think it was Matt Menard. It's the chubbier of the two. The and with the white leather on. Mm-hmm. Basically, this was a kiss Jericho's ass segment. Um, Which Jer- okay, that's the exact point of like the, the the stable name and the segment, and then it still made me laugh that I saw motherfuckers on Twitter that were like, Jericho's a heel. He shouldn't have want fans to sing his theme song. Like, I, did you miss the entire fucking point of the gimmick? Is that he literally wants people to sing his praises? Right. And literally they brought up the fact, like, that whole thing by Matt Menard was him bringing up the fact that they sing him in and acknowledging it and saying it's stupid. What? People... Jesus Christ. Listen to what the fuck is going on before you fucking speak. Um. Yeah. I, I. Yeah. But I. I. It was almost like he was doing a Joe Pesci impression, though. Because right. he. It was up to me. I wouldn't have none of you motherfuckers out there doing that goddamn song, singing, praising. <laughs> but since you do, we'll let it go. Anyway. Um. I did like that. Now Jericho. Looked like a broke down fucking rock star, but I gotta tell you, I'm glad to see Jericho in better shape. Yeah, but I will say for somebody whose weight fluctuates, they should probably avoid giving him the nickname "the big deal" because <laughs> that's what they 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 threw that one out there. It's like I, I, I'd pull back on that. Yeah, it might be a good point. Might be a good point. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely agree with you there. Um, but I, pretty much the 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 main point of this um, promo by all these guys with the fact that they are sports entertainers. 
And I think it's funny <clears> the fact that, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Kings, Eddie Kingston had said that this is not a sports entertainment company. And Jericho ran with that and says that uh, they beat up. Hager actually said that they beat up pro wrestlers. They are sports entertainers, which makes me laugh at Hager saying that because he's an actual MMA, like MMA fighter. Right. Like not even close to a real pro wrestler. <laughs> you know, it's just funny to me that he had that they had that line. But um, I thought it was a good segment. I had not much issues with it. It was a little unnecessary for this show. I actually could have waited a week for that segment, to be honest with you. Yeah, Mike, I can see that. I mean, they already advertised it, so he kind of had to. But oh, I know they did, but... I see what you're saying. It, it could have been on any week. Right. I actually could have waited a week and maybe had a little bit more of something else on this show, but I don't know. I, I There was no issues with it. I, I thought it was fine the way it came out. It wasn't a, a big deal that it was on this week. Um. But uh, I did like the next, ma- next match, which was uh, the Wardlow versus Scorpio Sky. And once again, I'm going to say it again, I still think they're taking advantage of this picture-in-picture. Picture. It's every match. Seemingly, yeah. I don't need it every fucking match. I just don't. But... And it's especially as we I talked about last week, especially frustrating when you when you live in Canada as I do, and you you watch it on TS, <laughs> and, and you get the same three commercials, which is a McDonald's commercial, which I mentioned, an auto parts commercial, which I mentioned, and a commercial for the Canadian equivalent of I guess Postmates or some Grubhub, where they have. Snoop Dogg rapping about the different types of food that he can order through the app, which is actually the best commercial by far, and you would understand why based on the description. I I can, I can. Interesting there, very mm-hmm. interesting. Anyway, uh, <laughs> just Snoop Dogg rapping, what food you can get, just really threw me off there a little bit. Um, but anyway, uh, Wardlow, Scorpio Sky. Next match out. This was for the TNT title. Um, Scorpio Sky had, of course, his little crew with him. Dan Lambert, uh, Paige Van Dan- Van Zant was down there, and um, Austin Vandenberg is that his name? I, I guess. I think that's his name. They were all at ringside. Now Wardlow was doing great. Mister Paige Van Zant is pretty much all you need to know. I think so. Um, Wardlow was doing pretty good in this match. Kind of, you know, obviously, kind of kind of ragdolling Scorpio Sky at times. Um, so, you know, after a while, Wardlow had him. He went for the old Powerbomb Symphony. He got three Powerbombs on him, went for a fourth, which, of course, gave Dan Lambert a minute to go in there. And he jumps up on the apron, distracts the ref. While the ref is distracted, you see Sean Spears come out, still looking like an asshole, in my opinion. I don't care what he wears or what he looks like. He just looks like an asshole. Uh he comes walking down again, making another distraction, which lets MJF basically uh, kind of push Wardlow into the uh, ring post there, knocking him for a loop. And then that's it. Match ended. Scorpio Sky wins, retains his championship. Vandenberg jumps in, starts dropping elbows on uh, on Wardlow. You could tell how careful he was being. Sure. 
you could really tell he was trying to be careful not to not to hurt the man, make sure he got his hands up before he dropped him. I think Wardlow might appreciate that. Um, not getting busted open. Um Wardlow, According to this here rundown, it's Austin Vanderford. Vanderford, I am sorry. Thank you. I'm pretty sure that he is Paige Van Zandt's boyfriend. I don't know if he's actually like a fighter himself. I would assume so. Yeah, yeah. She's married. They're married. Yeah. Well, congratulations to them. Yeah. My invite must have got lost in the mail. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah, he has 11 wins and one loss. How yeah. about that? Got a good record. Like I said, it was. I know it might not look great, but the fact that the guy was being careful, I think we need to appreciate a little bit. Right. Um. He fights for Bellator. Okay. Oh. That's, that's why I've never heard of him. So does Hager. So, But uh, after all this is going down, the guy's dropping elbows. Finally, we get... Um, Hager does finally get up. Not Hager. Jesus Christ. And uh, Wardlow finally does get up. And for a second there, he actually got his hands on MJF. Wardlow did. <clears throat> But uh, Spears comes in, hits him with a chair. It's a beatdown on on Wardlow. Um, And on a completely separate note, at one point, Wardlow was bending down, and they panned to the audience. And there was a fully painted juggalo. Juggalo. Just there. And then not only was he in the crowd, he was in the fucking front row. Yes. I noticed this too, and I, I'm i glad you mentioned it because I would have forgotten it. But, and like, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, okay, where are they? Because I was like, all right, if they're in Detroit, that sort of makes sense. No. It's the whole home base. But no, San Antonio. San Antonio. We were in Thunder Rose's hometown tonight, my man. Yep. So, yeah, it was uh, a little weird seeing the old juggalo there, but... Um... <laughs> Which is pretty great, though. I, I, like, I'm just disappointed that he, like, he wasn't sitting next to like green shirt guy or like Brock Lesnar fan, or, you know, just like a fucking cacophony of just your average wrestling fan of like motherfucker dressed as Macho Man, Juggalo, green shirt guy. It, just, <laughs> it, would, be, it would be great visually to see them all together. Yeah, it would have been, but at least we got Juggalo guy out there. I hope he becomes a regular. I like the lad. Yeah, I don't know anything about him, but it's just funny to see a fucking juggle, a fully painted juggalo in the front row of the AEW show. I don't, I don't even care if it's the same guy. Let's just get a juggalo at every show. Yeah, there you go. That's what I like right there. Um, but uh, yeah, basically Wardlow got a beat down, and I think we knew it was coming. They were going to get their payback one way or another. Uh, but they're building it up though, because that crowd was hot when he had him uh, setting him up for the car bomb. He didn't obviously get there, but oh yeah, it definitely was. And I'll tell you, man, the crowd stayed hot because the next match that they saw was the private party. Uh, they're completely back to their old selves, and I'm 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 thankful that they are. Uh, they brought back like the velvet rope. Yep the the bouncer and everything is back, and I'm very I I think it was a great gimmick for them. And I'm glad they got it back, and I think it's going to actually be a big positive on their career. Um, they went in, in there against the Hardys, and man, the Hardys got a great pop. Man, loved it. Loved hearing the crowd being, you know, so enthusiastic for the Hardys. It was a fun match, man. I know, like 
it's not it wasn't like a nostalgic match, but just to see those guys in a new company on television, you know, the Hardys just out there again, just kind of kind of gave me a little flashback. I hate to tell you, I don't know, I don't know why, but it did. I was just like, man, it's really great to hear the, you know, see these guys coming down to the ring with their old music and everything. Just good stuff. Just great stuff by the Hardys, and I'm glad the crowd was so into it. Um, Hardys did get the win, which I, th- I think we all expected them to get the win, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. I think the, they definitely expected that. Um, all of the, what do you call it now, the AFO? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they were calling them. That's what their little video okay. screen, I don't know what AEW calls their Titantron, but that's what it said, AFO. The AFO started surrounding the ring. Uh, the Hardys were outnumbered. And before they could do any real damage, the AFO, Darby's music hits and Darby and Sting come out and uh, even up the odds, Mark. That's it. Yeah, that is. That is it. Basically, they just sit there. Everybody gets out of the ring and it's just a stare down. There's no action after that. Darby hit his skateboard, Sting in his bat. There you go. Sting in his bat. Showtime. Showtime, baby. Then we had the main event. This was Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker in the steel cage. Uh, This was for the AEW women's title. And once again, reminding you, we were in Thunder Rosa's hometown. The crowd was obviously behind her. And I'm going to tell you, I've never heard a crowd so fucking lit for a goddamn mariachi band. That's it. Yes. She had a full fucking mariachi band. They loved that fucking band. And man, when those fucking uh, the trumpets started playing, whoo, I've never seen a crowd go crazy like that. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, the crowd absolutely loved them, but uh, it was great to see Rosa come down like that in her hometown. Um, I, I, I got to tell you, man, I thought it was a fucking really good, good fucking match. Now, Rosa did have about the worst hat throw. Yes. Yeah, I don't know what was up with that. Like she like acted like she was going to fling like a frisbee into the crowd. I don't know if she like lost her balance or like realized that it was a little bit more to throw than she had anticipated but she it like went for a full-on like she looked like she's gonna frame a frisbee to her just like lightly tossing it towards a fan who struggled to catch it like the front row it seemed like it got it, like it caught her elbow yeah it, it, it was very clunky she went to throw it and it looked like it caught her elbow but she got it in the audience someone caught it and someone's very happy to have a sombrero that thunder rosa threw into the ring um, I, 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 these girls were just out there fucking killing each other in this goddamn match. Um, both girls got busted open. There was, a, around the end of the match, Britt got this scary contraption of chairs that she built mm-hmm. and it had no give, dude. No, not at all. Like, usually the chairs bend, like you said, give. The chairs bend or cave. Right. She hit the chairs and bounced off, like, when a table doesn't break. And, dude, if she doesn't have something, like, if she's there next week and wrestling, I'm going to be fucking baffled out of my mind because she really hit that thing and just 
there was nothing. It was like she hit fucking concrete. That was hard to fucking watch. And, you know, you saw Aubrey, you know, because she was in for the other referee who got knocked out. Aubrey ran, and the first thing she's, you literally saw her just go, oh, my God, are you okay? Right. And obviously she was, because I, I was amazed she kicked out of that. I'm like, she's got to be hurt. She's got to be hurt. She wasn't hurt. Couldn't fucking believe it. I was amazed. Happy. Very, very happy. Um, but uh, obviously, we have a new new women's champion for AEW. It is Thunder Rosa. And this was the, I mean, perfect timing. Perfect time to do her hometown. She had the entrance. This is... I mean, I'm not going to say this is like a mania moment for her, but this is this was a really great moment for her. She saw how emotional she was in the ring. Um, you know, I mean, she was literally crying in the ring. Right. I mean, in a sense, it was because it was the culmination of a year's worth of build. Yeah, you're right. It was. It was almost. A, you're right. It was almost. So, just three sixty four. If you want to be technical about it, because they showed oh. last year, and it was the seventeenth. Was their St. Patrick's Day show last year? So wow! So one day short of a year. Um, just, I, I just thought it was a great wrap up to the show, and these girls went out there and just fucking once again. Britt Baker killing it out there. I I just like I said, man, I wasn't a big fan of hers when she came in. I thought she was forcing the baby face, and it showed. But this gimmick of hers has been great ever since she got hurt. I think she's been better than ever. And um, her in-ring work has really, really improved. And uh, I'm loving it. You know, and unfortunately, now that I'm looking back at the show, I don't really think anybody could have won the Christopher Kane Award for self-dick suckery this week. There was no CM Punk promo, obviously no Cody promos, and I don't think there's going to be, no. thank God. But, um, yeah, nobody like went out of the way to inflate themselves or filate themselves this week. No, not well, Jericho. Yeah, that's true. Jericho, definitely. I mean, but, but he had everyone else filating him. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing if that's actually the point of the promo. Because Jericho, that was the, the entire point of the promo. Right. 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 All right, man. I've got... Uh, that was AEW. Like I said, a, a good show. Um, I thought the main event was great. Uh, but the other matches were just kind of... A lot of filler. A lot of backstage segments I didn't even mention because a lot of them were just filler segments. There just wasn't any reason to get into them. Um, you know, the Jade Cargill segment, this and that, and all the stuff with uh, everybody. It's uh, Keith Lee and Ricky Starks. Yeah. Just not worth fucking mentioning. So. What a surprise that, like, the, the Rampage card is kind of underwhelming this week. Because they're going to have the lead in. It's going to, it starts whenever the tournament games are over, but they're going to have the lead in from the tournament. That people, you know, a lot of people are going to be watching the NCAA tournament. They, yeah. you know, it's, it's always it's always wonder if they're going to like try to put on a card to attract the people that are still watching at that point, or if they're just going to wave the white flag. Kind of seems like that's what they're doing this week is just waving the white flag. Uh, 
That sucks. Well, yeah, they and are, are they coming on early this week or so? Or? No, they're, they're going to be they're, they're Late. going to be preempted for sure because they they start whenever the tournament games are over. Right. So it's the late. end of the tournament game, and then presumably about a half hour to forty five minutes of post game analysis, and then you get the show. So, when you're watching, it'll it'll be like watching old ECW at fucking twelve thirty in the morning. Probably, probably be about that. Because, you know, I mean, it's going to be about fucking 11 o'clock to midnight-ish. Maybe I'll tune in. I'll be good and buzz by then. There you go. Anywho. All right, man. Um, I got nothing else. No, I'm good, too. Nothing. Like I said, AEW is a good show. Not great. But uh, definitely worth a watch. Um, I think we got into everything we need to. Um, once again, rest in peace, Scott Hall. I'll, I'll definitely say that real quick. Um, like I said, a big, uh, couple of big chunks taken out there with Scott Hall passing away, but, um, let's go ahead and get into plugs, Mark, and then wrap this show up since we didn't do plugs at the beginning of the show. We can go ahead and knock them out right now. And, uh, that means I'm going to go ahead and talk, tell, tell you. You should be listening to the high marks. That's right. The cheese man, Mojo, and G-Wiz. You should be listening when Sunday nights, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, where Mixer.com slash Metal Mitt Podcast Network. You should be there checking them out. If you are not, you are crazy and should go ahead and go do that. Also, if you are not subscribed yet to the Inhumans, that's right, Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blaze on the Inhuman Experience, you should definitely be subscribed anywhere you find good podcasts, you will find them. And you've got the Everything Unscripted podcast, Eric, Doug, Daniel, everyone else that shows up on their show, check them out. You can check them out live on Blog Talk Radio over there. Just look up the EUP network, and they are right there, and you can check them out. Everything Unscripted Wrestling Podcast on all the usual podcast platforms. And Steve Milan sharing the show. Greatly appreciated. Check him out on letterboxd.com slash Stephen Milan. There's two L's in Milan. And like I said, I'm going to have my daughter by myself this weekend uh, for Hollywood Hangout. I might talk 70s rock music. I said I wanted to talk there more. You I said I wanted to talk more music. And I think I'm going to talk 70s rock music. I'll play a little music. I'll kind of tell you where it brings me back to. Um, obviously, most of the 70s rock was before my time. But I will be talking that. And listen, if my daughter, something happens with her, I can get up. I can do that. But this is going to be a little bit of a trial. And if this works, I definitely would love to start talking more music. So do a little bit of 70s rock. Just like I said, I'll give you a little information. I don't want it to be very DJ-ish. Well, you know, this happened on this date with this band. I, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to actually kind of just give you the way I kind of just tell you my feelings on the songs. And um, we'll go through and do that. I think it'll actually be fun. Hopefully it works. And we'll see what happens, man. There you go. That sounds like fun. All right. Well, you're welcome to join if you want to, man. I'll let you know. I might need to start late, but um, if you want to join me, man, I'm I'm down. You let me know if you got the time or if you want to or whatever you want to do. I'll see. Yeah, that does sound interesting for sure. All right, man. 
and hit your plug, bro. All right, Mondays, 8.30 p.m. on the Metal Met Podcast Network. It is Cheese on Sports with Cheese Man, G Wiz, Luke Birch, Matt, and myself. There was no Luke this week. He was sick. But you have an extra long episode because we did the NCAA tournament predictions, NHL predictions, NBA predictions. We ran down NFL free agency. Everything that was going on in the wide, wide world of sports. We talked about Howard Cosell. No, we didn't, but wide, wide world of sports. Anyways, so we have that and we have Mojo and Derek's most dastardly show. Be sure to check them out where you get your podcast. And last but never least, be sure to check out our friends at Planet Rack on Tool. It's the Planet Rack on Tour podcast with Bobby Anthem, Papa Dave Sincere, and Yuck Nasty. Be sure to subscribe so you can get all 16 episodes of Season 1 and Season 2. New episode, Episode 7, dropped yesterday. Ooh. Or, I guess, technically Tuesday, since it is midnight on most coasts. Yes. Uh, so be sure to subscribe so that you'll be kept up to date with all the new episodes, because they're coming down the pike as we speak. There you go, folks. All right. On that note, back here next Wednesday. I'll see you guys Saturday if you want to join. Listening, listening to 70s Rock. On that note, see ya. Adios.